This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Check this out. On the weekend. Info. Take a journey with the people's mayor. Curtis Lewa is a politician who says don't trust politicians. It's another side of midnight with Curtis Lewa. The iconic, the legendary Curtis Lewa. This city doesn't sleep and neither does Curtis Lewa on another side of midnight. Oh, yeah. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC. Here's Curtis Lewa. Just dancing in the dark Even if we're just dancing in the dark 
Daniel, we're beginning the entertainment portion. As we roll into the weekend here at WABC, it's a mixture of talk, of entertainment, of theater of the mind. Now, I'm not going to be talking about inside what led to the Titan submersible implosion. No, no, no. That's been talked and talked and talked on. And I'm not going to be talking about Hunter Biden and, you know, WhatsApp and him communicating with the Red Chinese and threatening them and was his daddy next to him or not next to him. Boy, that's been beaten to death. Uh, We're going to move in a whole different direction. In fact, if you notice, it's uh, Bruce Springsteen, who I don't often play. But when you talk about Shamu, El Jefe, Chris Christie. And I need a little bit of my whale sound here. That's for sure, Broadway Bill Lee. Hopefully you brought your A-game here this morning. Because Chris Christie, Shamu, El Jefe has become Orca, the killer whale, when it comes to his political attacks on what he says is the only reason that he's running for president of the United States in an attempt to win the uh, Republican nomination to take on whether Joe Biden, whoever else uh, might emerge amongst the Democrats. His whole intent is he's a hitman. He's a hitman. He's got a vendetta. He's got a blood feud. He says he's got business to settle with Donald Trump. And as you know, when you think of Shamuel Hefe, Chris Christie, there were so many opportunities he had himself many, many years ago before Trump rose up on the political scene to captivate the masses. He was Trump before there was Trump. And I'll never forget the pig farmers from Iowa, where there are more pigs than people. They collected their resource. They came to Drum Flacket, which is where the governor's mansion is outside of Princeton, New Jersey. And they sat down with Chamu, El Jefe, Chris Christie, now Orca, the killer whale. And they sat down with Mary Pat, his wife, who looks like olive oil. And they made an offer that was too good to refuse. They said, we'd like to bankroll you. And we know that with our efforts, you could win the first of the many primary challenges that await you. But uh, with our help, you'll win the Caucasoid caucuses in Iowa. You won't have to drink ethanol like every other candidate who rolls through the cornfields there. You won't have to take the pledge to ethanol. I know you, Chris Christie. You'll love all the ham products, that's for sure, including the ham hocks, ham sandwiches, cider ham, bacon bits. Uh, when you eventually say, I got to lose some weight, and you order that salad, right, that Caesar salad with bacon bits in it. The point being is they had it laid out for Chris Christie to go on and potentially be the Republican nominee. Before 2016. And he said no. He always had an alternative plan. And even when uh, 
He was running the same year, 2016, as Donald Trump. He served his purpose as a political hitman. Remember on that stage in Manchester, New Hampshire, when he eviscerated little Marco Rubio. We haven't heard much of Marco since. And then went uh, to nearby Boston Gardens and did the jiggle wiggle out there amongst uh, the groupies uh, and the sycophants, toadies and lackeys of Bruce Springsteen, Stevie Van Zandt, Schmatter Boy, and the E Street Band. And still, after like this being the 138th concert that he attended, Bruce would give him no play. No play, even though he scored a TKO against little Marco Rubio. That was 2016. And uh, he went on to become one of the first major supporters of Donald Trump's uh, attempt to become the president. There were opportunities to be attorney general. Chief of Staff, um, leader of the transition team, uh, Homeland Security czar. He had about four opportunities, but he pretty much X'd himself out simply because, in many instances, Trump did not think that he was right out of central casting. And who knows, at times, they were mixing like ammonia and bleach. Remember, this is the same guy, Shamuel Hefe, Chris Christie, who performed as Hillary Rodham Clinton in preparing Donald Trump for the debates in 2016. He also was uh, Joe Biden, uh, pretending to be Joe Biden in preparing Trump for the debates in 2020, especially, if you remember, the Cleveland debate, where almost everybody in that preparation room who was uh, preparing Donald Trump, got COVID-19. Chris Christie got it really bad, so bad that they had to put him on a ventilator and everybody thought he'd be passing on to the hereafter, into that uh, Wales graveyard somewhere out in the Seven Seas. And yet he survived, took a lick in a comeback ticket, and probably swore revenge against Donald Trump at that point. Got hired by ABC News to do commentary with Twinkle Toes Stephanopoulos on Sunday mornings. And the specificity of his appearances are to just bash Trump, attack Trump. And he does that, and now he's elevated it into the Republican primary. Well, he was uh, at the Faith and Freedom Rally. It's basically a gathering point, a watering hole for conservatives. And boy, the crowd couldn't wait to boo the assassin, a man who was designated himself the Terminator in this primary run against the former president, Donald Trump. I'm running because he's let us down. He has let us down because he's unwilling. He's unwilling to take responsibility for any of the mistakes that were made, any, uh, any of the faults that he has. And any of the things that he's done. And that is not leadership, everybody. That is a failure of leadership. And I, you can boo all you want. Oh, and they were booing the whale. Orca, the killer whale. Ladies and gentlemen, if you were in that audience of the Faith and Freedom Rally, would you have joined the Boo Masters? 
or would you have been applauding him like half the crowd appeared to be doing throughout his speech? Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. And then he went on to rant and rail that people need to take accountability. Our faith teaches us that people have to take responsibility for what they do. People have to stand up and take accountability for what they do. Well, man, I'd say mente, mente, poco, poco. I'd say, uh, Avery, our producer, and uh, phone screen him. That's about half the crowd was giving him props. The other half of the crowd would have lined him up against the wall and shot him. Probably would have asked him if he wanted a cigar, cigarette, tipperello, or a sausage and pepper sandwich. Knowing Chris Christie, he would not have taken the cigar, the cigarette, or the tipperello. <laughs> he would have wanted that sausage and pepper sandwich. Remember him on the boardwalk at Seaside Heights, getting those two custards. He was double dipping at that time, and while in the company of state troopers, as he was strolling about eating two, a two-fisted custard uh, cones at the same time, some guy screamed out to him, Hey, don't you think you ought to be eating one custard cone at a time? And he yelled out to him, I'll punch your schnoz right down your throat. And the state Get off trooper, the beach. And the state troopers had to hold him back. Had to restrain, had to restrain him. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. And then he went on to say, you can love Trump. You can kiss his ass all you want. And I will tell you, if all you do, if all you do is disagree with someone, and in return you get that kind of treatment, I've joined a great list of Americans like Rex Tillerson and Jim Mattis and Mark Esper and Nick Mulvaney and John Kelly and all the rest. And you can love him all you want. But I will tell you, I will tell you that doing those kind of things makes our country smaller. It makes our country smaller and it makes us lesser. Wow. I tell you, well, what do you think, boy, Billy? That, that's about half and half. That's about half and half. Whose side would you be on, ladies and gentlemen? 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. And then, oh, oh that's right. That's right. Got to call in the bells. And then he said that Trump wanted him originally to be his chief of staff back in 2016. That must not have been easy to get booed, but you probably were not surprised. Look, and half the room was clapping also. Um, and so it was a real mixed bag. But look, I knew that's what was going to happen um, when I accepted the invitation. But I'm not changing my message and pandering to anybody. I'm going to tell the truth. The truth matters, Dana. And I'm telling the truth about Donald Trump. And, and I said outside uh, afterwards that, um, you know, either he's a liar or, or, or he's stupid because he said in an interview yesterday that he never trusted me. Uh, well, he offered me White House chief of staff. So either he's a liar that he never trusted me 
or anybody who would offer White House chief of staff to somebody who they don't trust is stupid. Well, that is true. He did offer Shamuel Hefe, Chris Christie, to be the incoming chief of staff. And then he decided to go with rinse out uh, Priebus, the badger boy from Wisconsin, the former RNC head. I don't know. Uh, Chris Christie was always on the cusp of wanting something or getting something. And always he would be a dollar short a day late, maybe a dozen donuts uh, short. You know, while online at Dunkin' Donuts. Get off the beach. <laughs> Our number is 1-800-848-WABC. But then, Shamu Elhefe, Chris Christie, said that Trump, let me see, what are you talking about here? And let us all down. Now, there are, there are a lot of people, a lot of people who wonder, after I was the first candidate to endorse Donald Trump in 2016, the very first, after, after he made me chairman of his transition, after he made me chairman of his opioid and drug abuse commission, after, and this one will keep you up at night, everybody, after I played Hillary Clinton in debate prep, you won't be able to sleep thinking about that one tonight, and after I played Joe Biden in debate prep in 2020, why am I running for president of the United States? I'm running. Because he let us down. Because he let us down. Well, he was correct. Jamu El Hefe, Chris Christie, was correct about all the uh, opportunities he was being offered in return for the fact that he was one of the first high profile endorsements of Donald Trump. And remember, it scored a TKO against little Marco Rubio, really, which benefited Trump in that. Uh, in that debate in uh, Manchester, New Hampshire, our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. And then he said, working with Donald Trump is like working with a child. Either Donald Trump, if you believe what he said when they left, that means he didn't pick the very best people and doesn't know how to pick personnel. If you believe what about them, what he said at the beginning, the great stuff, then this guy is the worst manager in the history of the American presidency. Either way, Republicans should listen to what he says. He's a petulant child when someone disagrees with him. A petulant child. I have not heard that term in a month of Sundays. What the hell does petulant child mean? Please as Ricky Ricardo would say, explain that to me. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. And then Shamu Elefe, Chris Christie, said he has to take on Trump to win this race. You can't be medze, medze, poco, poco. You can't be Mr. Nice Guy. You got to take it right to Trump's jugular. And I wouldn't have gotten into the race unless I had some very significant people. I don't want to do it yet, Becky, because we're going to put out a report um, on June, you know, mid-July for our June 30th report. But I think what you're going to find are a lot of people who were with Donald Trump before are now with us. Some folks who were with other candidates in 2016, like Jeb Bush, like Marco Rubio, are now with us. And I think folks who want someone who's going to take this on directly. We were talking about this before we came on. How do you win this race? It's fantasy to believe you can win this race by not taking on Donald Trump. He's in front. 
how do you beat someone and not talk about them? I look at the other candidates in this race. They, they they're cheat. trying to keep the 30, well, the 30 percent. They're never getting the 30. Joe, if if you if you like Coke and new Coke comes out, why are you buying new Coke? You say, I like Coke. It's right over here. I've been drinking it forever. I'm going to keep drinking it. For a minute, I thought you were talking about Hunter. I didn't know where you were going with that. We can get into that later. <laughs> but here's the thing. You, you, you have to be able to differentiate yourself. 70% of the Republican primary electorate say either I will never vote for Trump or I'm, I'm considering voting well, for someone else. Yeah. How about we focus on the 70 instead of the 30, Joe? Focus on the 70, he said, not the 30 hardcore supporters. But I'm still uh, not quite understanding that Donald Trump is a petulant child. Obviously, I know what child means. Many people think that I myself uh, act in a very childlike manner. But probably, Billy, uh, this term petulant, petulant. No savvy, no obli. No obli, this word. What the hell does petulant mean? Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. And then finally, Shabuel Hefe, Chris Christie. As he swims up and down the Jersey Shore from Wildwood to Point Pleasant. Says he's on a mission. He's Orca the Killer Whale because he is clearly the alternative to a Republican candidate named Donald Trump. If you do well in this state, what's the pathway after New Hampshire? Where else do you campaign? South Carolina, which has basically become a, uh, a satellite of New Jersey and uh, the New Jersey, New York metropolitan area in the low country in particular. Um, we have lots of friendships and relationships in Nevada, and we'll spend time there as well. Uh, and then we'll move on to Super Tuesday after that, Paul. So I am going to be the alternative to Donald Trump. I'm going to be the person that people look at and say, he's the only one drawing a distinction between himself and Donald Trump. I'm going to be the alternative to Donald Trump. And when I am, I'm going to beat him. He says he's going the whole nine yards. Chamu El Jefe. Chris Christie. And, oh, he's cruising up and down that Jersey Shore. He's looking, looking for the SS Donald Trump. He wants to launch a suicide attack. He cares not that it might impale his own presidential prospects. But he has one mission and one mission alone. And that is to take out Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. This is a blood feud. This is a vendetta. This is like an honor killing uh, that would be committed by Albanians or Sicilianos or Trues. His honor has been insulted. His honor has been questioned. Now, now is the time for Chris Christie. To let the whole world know that he's not just wallowing around in the ocean. Oh, no. And he intends to force himself upon this nation of ours. 
in primary debate after primary debate, he will have eyes only for Donald Trump. He won't question DeSantis. He won't question Haley. He won't question any other Republican, of which there are now many. His sole focus will be the annihilation, the political destruction of his former very dear friend, Donald J. Trump. 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Let's go to Tim in Queens. Your turn to be heard here on WABC, Tim. Hey, what's up, my man, Curtis? I love your show. Listen, I, I got two words for you. Dump Trump. Trump is a piece of garbage. I used to support the man, all right? I used to wear the red hat, but eventually I got tired of his shtick. I got tired of his nonsense, and I came to my senses. There's a lot of other great people running, and I think Christie's right to go after him. Let's dump Trump. He's a piece of garbage. Hmm. For Let's keep a scorecard here, Broadway Billy. We have one for Chabu. I'll have a Chris Christie. The orca, the killer whale in this political season. Tim says one for Chris Christie. Let's go to Vic in New Jersey. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Vic. What's up, Curtis? How you doing, buddy? So we have Chris Christie wants to know why we are concentrating on the 70 percent, because there's a Republican primary and nobody can beat Donald Trump because his base is huge in the Republican Party. And not one of those other losers has any shot. Guys, let's pick one of these other guys. These other guys can't win. They're George Bush people. Chris Christie couldn't get elected dog catcher in a state that he won 70% of the vote in. He couldn't get elected dog catcher here now. Okay? Donald Trump, his policies are the policies that this country needs to get back on track. Chris Christie has no shot to win. Why would anybody support him? That's why you look at the 30%, because those are the people that are going to elect him president. He will be president again. Thank you, Curtis. Thank you, Vic. That not sit up 1-1-1-800-848-9222. It's another side of midnight. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC. Here's Curtis Lewa. Your love is fading. I feel it fading. Uh, your love is fading. I feel it fading. Uh, your love is fading. Woman, I feel it fading. Uh, woman, woman, you touch. Your touch has gone cold Just someone else Controls your very soul I fooled myself Long as I can Can feel the presence Of another man 
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When I look into your eyes A reflection of a face I see I'm hurt, downhearted, and worried, girl Cause that face doesn't belong to me It's all over your face Someone's taking my place So good. So good. That might as well be the anthem. Hoshamu! El Jefe! Chris Christie. Now has been relegated to uh, killer whale status, Orca the killer whale. As he says, his only reason for being in this Republican presidential primary cycle is to take out Donald Trump. He is the political assassin. And he expects to have that opportunity on the stage, which he will terminate the Donald. Let's go to Bobby in Jersey City. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Bobby. 
Good morning, Curtis. Hey, Curtis, he's not a killer whale. He's a blue whale. That's the largest, fattest thing on earth. But I'll tell you, Curtis was so refreshing to see him boo today. He's such an arrogant, arrogant man. You know, Curtis, from retired fireman, when he ran for governor, he lied to our union to have, him, to have us back him. And then he stabbed us in the back. How could we forget Bridgegate? He had a woman take the rap for him. I know she got exonerated, but she was letting let, let a woman go to jail with kids for something he, he, he started. You know, Curtis, and I'm with Vic. We need Trump. We need to, Trump policies to get us back on track, Curtis. The country's going down the drain with the Biden crime family at the helm. Have a good night, Bert. Thank you, Curtis. Uh, that makes it two to one. Donald Trump ahead of Shamu El Hefe. First Christie. Let's go to William in Manhattan. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, William. Yes, Mr. Sleemeister, I want to say thank you. You're the greatest of all time. I mean, if Eric Adams supposed to be Jesus Christ, you would have to be Nostradamus. All right. You, you, put, you put the cameras on me. I give you much respect. I'll see you on some other time beyond the fractal order, but I'm going to tell you one thing. I gave the turkey to my mother, and my stepfather said, you ever hop over my gate again, I'm going to shoot you in the behind. He's 82nd Airborne. But something about you, you should have won that election. You already put the cameras on me. You know who I am. My mouth is shut, Charlie Chaplin. Hmm. The greatest of all time, I would say. Yes, Penn Station, perhaps, you know. Uh, yes, I know the big, big bosses in the game, but something about your character. Man, that was heavy, man. That cat was heavy. We'll be talking about Swagger Man with No Plan, Eric Adams, up next. We're going to need the help of Avery, preacher man here, because, you know, Eric, Eric's got that pipeline to God, man. God talked to him four times and cited scripture and passage. Are you ready, Pastor Avery, to uh, enlighten us in the next hour with a little biblical recantations so that we can know what the hell the mayor's talking about? I hope you've studied up. Let's go, if we can, to Jose, calling from Rockland County. Your turn to be heard here, WABC, Jose. Good evening, sir, and it's a pleasure speaking with you. been a big fan for a very long time. Um, I'm going to side with Mr. Trump on this. When you look at every single thing that, Shamu has done when he was governor of the state of New Jersey. And, and you know, whether you're talking about uh, how he handled the, uh, the the finances of the state, how he handled the public relations of the state, and, of course, the GW debacle, and how he has always been a hitman for the... Um, for the political right, the elite of the right, okay, he's always gone against anybody who's made sense, and he's always gone against always gone against anybody who stood against the elite. Chris Christie is a fat, uh, fat 
a fat man who has nothing going for him other than that he's all bluster, and they all know he's blustered. It was Jose from Rockland County. That's 3-1. Three for Trump. One for Shabu El Jefe. Chris Christie was patrolling up and down, up and down the Jersey Shore. He's Orca, the killer whale now. You know how a killer whale operates? It, it moves up and down, and then it sees the shark. And it takes the liver right out of the shark! And extinguishes the shark. Let's go to Robert in Pearl River. Your turn to be heard here on WABC, Bobby. Yeah, hi, Curtis. How are you doing tonight? Um, you know, Chris Christie, he's one of the nastiest guys in politics. He's a very mean guy. And he mentioned, he made a statement a while ago. He said, what Trump is, uh, every time he talks, he's filled with hot air. I mean, if he's filled with hot air, Trump, I mean... Uh, Christie could be a spokesperson spokesperson for McDonald's. I mean, I, I don't understand why he's so mean. And it, he has no charisma. His chances of running, uh, I mean, winning anything is very slim, you know. Don't you agree? Slim to none, some would say, but he has no intention of winning, Robert. He has only no, one really intention. Is. It's like when you go into the ring... And you say, my job is not to survive 12 rounds. My job is not to score a TKO. My job is to do a Tyson on him. And if necessary, bite his freaking ear off like he did Holyfield. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. Savagery of revenge. This is what I love because this is what I believe in. Blood feuds, vendettas, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Albanian rules, Siciliano, the Druze. Honor killings. Death before dishonor. This is Another Side of Midnight with Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC. Here's Curtis Lewa. Get off the beach.
the break of dawn. Nobody's going to sleep. Oh, no. Don't nod off. Don't try to catch some disease. Don't cheat on me. You got to stay wide awake and bushy-tailed because we're going to take you through a number of verbal twists and turns. It's going to challenge your thinking process. There's only, only dawn that we seek. And that's close to five hours away. So don't think you're going to be slipping in a Salmonex land. You will stay awake with me. I dried your tears of pain a million times to you. I tell my soul. To the break of dawn. To the break of dawn. No cheating on me. So good, so good. That turbochargers me. I'm ready to take you on that ride. Back to back, belly to belly. First Saturday morning at 6. And then so nice, the suits let me do it twice. Sunday morning to 6. There's no slacking, no deadbeats tolerated. It's full throttle, full speed ahead. Said 
talking Hunter Biden. Not a chance. She don't She won't sit my bed. She's mean to What set you free? I brought you to me, babe. What set you free? I need you here by me. Phones, we go. It's Rob in Oceanside. Your turn to be heard here on WABC, Rob. Hey, Curtis. You know, you and Rudy are always talking about um, Italian loyalty. And, you know, you look at the Lincoln Project, which is behind Shamu, and those are Republicans that hate Trump, and you got Anthony Scaramucci on there who loved Trump one day and hated him the next. And he's partnered up with George Conway, who was married to Kellyanne Conway, who helped Trump get elected. I never understood that marriage. But the person who called up and said, oh, Trump's now a piece of garbage. I voted for him, and now he's a piece of garbage. That's not a real Trump supporter. No Trump supporter would ever call him a piece of garbage because he followed through on every promise he made on the campaign. He was more conservative than anybody ever thought he would be. And that was the argument during the primary was that Ted Cruz was a real conservative and Trump wasn't. And Trump turned out to be much more conservative than people ever imagined. That's it. Thank you very much. Well, almost a shutout for Trump. You had one naysayer who was hanging his hat with Shabu. El Jefe Chris Christie. Our first caller. And then every caller subsequent to that was totally immersed into Trump. But now in the next hour, I'm going to call upon Avery, our pastor man, to give us some scripture, some biblical passages to help his fellow brother. Because Eric Adams is battling the devil. God is talking to him like Jesus in the desert. Remember when the devil tried to lure him? And then God spoke to Jesus. And so don't succumb to that temptation. Now swag a man with no plan. It's in that same situation because God has now spoken to him a fourth. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Check, check.
this out on the weekend. Ufa. Take a journey with the people's mayor. Curtis Lewa is a politician who says don't trust politicians. It's another side of midnight with Curtis Lewa. The iconic, the legendary Curtis Lewa. This city doesn't sleep, and neither does Curtis Lewa on another side of midnight. Oh, yeah. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC. Here's Curtis Lewa. Edwin Hawkins and his singers have gotten us into a spiritual feeling here. Oh, happy day. I want to hear it.
my body in every fiber of my soul I feel Jesus And I need to let you all know that the brother Avery has been studying his liturgy. Been studying his scriptures because we're going to need some help, some pastoral help here, Broadway Billy. Mayor Eric Adams has gone deep, deep, deep into spirituality. He's been speaking in tongues. You know, he's thinking that he is the black Mashiach. He's been touched touched by the hand of the Lord who comes to him on now multiple occasions and tries to get him to right the ship. He is the chosen one as he has told us. God has come to him in the middle of the night, shook him right down to every ember in his soul and said, it is your time to save this city from itself. You're the chosen one. And aiding and abetting him in this process is a special woman, yes. Isn't that always the case? Isn't that always the case in history? The brother Eric Adams has called her his sister, ordained by God himself, Ingrid P. Lewis Martin. She has unfettered access to every agency and city government, all 300,000 workers. Although she has no title, she freely roams the hall of City Hall. And he's doing godlike work on behalf of the man. And apparently it is this sister ordained by God, a self-appointed clergy person with no theological degree, who has set upon Eric Adams each and every morning when he begins his day to assure him that it is God's will, God's manifest destiny, that he emerged at this time to save this city that is spinning into the abyss, to be the black Moses, to lead the illegal aliens into this promised land of America so they can work and get resident status within 30 days, which would entitle them, yes, to vote. And then 
and a tidal wave of appreciation they will bestow upon their Medici's and benefactors, the Democrats, every vote that they can give until the ends of time. Starts with his sister ordained by God, Ingrid P. Lewis Martin. And he started, oh, let me hear it, let me hear it, oh, yeah. Yeah. For us to have the black Jesus leading us, I feel content, I feel assured, I know the hand of Jesus is on the brother Adams. But I'm going to need some scripture and pastoral advice. From a young man who every Sunday is at rapt attention in church. After preparing the funniest hour in all of radio, Avery sheds the humor and gets serious as a heart attack when it comes to the godlike prophecies that are shared, shared with that church group. That he is a participant in each and every Sunday. Let's lay out this timeline. Eric Adams told us about a year ago what to anticipate of his godlike choices. I would not be the mayor of the city of New York if it wasn't that. God saw something in me. Mm. I am the most imperfect, most perfectly imperfect human being. I am here, not because I'm the smartest, not because I'm the brightest. I'm here because in all my heart, I believe that it's the Esther 4 and 14th moment. God made me for such a time like this. Mm. Brother Avery, he goes with... Quoting Esther. I told you about that, man. He he, he stayed in Esther. Look, look, look where it got him. It got him this far. That's true. But what is the uniqueness of the words of Esther as opposed to all the apostles? This is a woman. Esther is a woman. She, she, she sure is. And I, I told you, Esther is one of the... the she's not... The book of Esther is not really um, touched on that much. And so that's why he went deep into Esther to buy himself some time to, to kind of write the ship or whatever. Mm, mm, he, I understand. He, he's hoping they find another laptop or something, and then that, that, that'll, that'll get him into next year. You think it's maybe a rip from Ariana Grande who said that God is a woman? Could it be? Uh, I'm not sure about that. Well, he certainly gave us fire and brimstone last Sunday at the Lennox Road Baptist Church in Flatbush. 
when he told us the story of when God <laughs> first came to him. 30-something years ago, I woke up at my sleep, out of my sleep in a cold sweat. God spoke to my heart and said, you are going to be the mayor January 1st, 2022. And the message was clear. God stated, you cannot be silent. You must tell everyone you know. Because it's a Judges 7, verse 2 through 7 moment. Because when you win the battle, I don't want you to think that you won on your own. And I don't want people to think that you won because of you who you are. So the brother has recited Judges 2 through 7 from pastoral scriptures. Avery, what should we make of Judges 2 through 7? I think uh, the Judges 2 through 7 is a nice little verse to use to kind of like make you a little point or whatever. But I mean, there's, there's other ways he could have went with it. So what you're saying is, and I need to hear that again, Brother Bill Lee, 30 years ago, it was about 1992, Rudy Giuliani was uh, again attempting to become mayor of the city of New York against, against Mayor David Dinkins. Eric Adams, at that point, was a lieutenant in the police department. And it was in the wee hours of the morning, apparently, that he woke up in a cold sweat. And let me tell you what happened a couple of months ago. That same message I got 30 years ago, a few months ago, I woke up, same, same state. God said, talk about God. And I started to say, don't tell me about separation of church and state. Hallelujah. So is it possible, Brother Avery, that 30 years later, that same voice would come back and dictate to the brother Eric Adams what his mission was now to be done since he is the mayor, having predicted that he would be mayor 30 years later to the date, January 1st of 2022. It's, it's funny how the scriptures always oh, is what he wants to hear. He never gets a warning. He never gets anything like that. The scriptures always telling him what he exactly what he needs to hear. You know, I don't know, Curtis. I don't know. He's he, he he you know, he might have that direct line. Now hold on a second. You know, I ran against him for mayor and I wasn't thrown a lifeline. I wasn't given any kind of line. I didn't get no return calls. I didn't get no calls of mine answered to God. Is it cause I'm a McWhitey Whitey? 
Hey, the Bible don't have color, man. You should have had your own. You should have had your own scripture to give back to them. Y'all should have betrayed scriptures on a debate. <laughs> That'd have been funny if it would have turned into that. <laughs> so if I would have recited scriptures from Matthew, Luke, and John, I might have been on solid ground. From Isaiah. Let's try him. He he would have been referring to Esther. You should have hit him with Isaiah. <laughs> Then I heard the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? And I said, Here I am, Lord. Send me. God bless the reading of his word. I, I did not come prepared. When I went into that stage twice to engage the brother Eric Adams in debate, if only I had cited scripture, maybe even read from the epistles of John, how much better I might have done. But I will tell you that I don't think I could recognize the voice the way Eric Adams can. I know whose voice I hear. I know my role. So, I'm trying to get this straight. I haven't been to that many black churches, nowhere near as many as Broadway, Bill Lee, and, of course, you, uh, Avery. But is this guidance, is this spirituality something that maybe he got every Sunday when he went to church with his mother? I know Whose voice I hear? I know my role. The voice is always, again, the voice is always telling him exactly what he wants to hear. That, I mean, he should look at that. <laughs> now, you seem to be a doubting Thomas about the voices that he hears. Hey, is, this, is the same voice telling him to go to the club? <laughs> Where's his voice at then? True, he's at the club every night. He's at the club now, you know, for Gay Pride. Uh, they have a special event at Club Zero Bond. Whatever happens at Club Zero Bond stays at Club Zero Bond. And I've always said that God stays downstairs in the SUV with the police detail while Eric Adams goes upstairs into a very ungodly setting. <laughs> so... Scripture is important, but when he cites Scripture, then people vilify him. And you saw what happened. You saw all the front pages in the, in the national stories. You know, how dare the most powerful mayor on the globe start talking about God? Because I don't care what anyone say, it's time to pray. Mm. Mm. The most powerful mayor on the globe. Yep. Are there many mayors on the globe outside of the U.S.? Well, there are mayors, yes. There are mayors in other countries. Oh, but okay. you, you got to understand, he is the most powerful mayor. The most powerful mayor. Of the many you mayors. You saw what happened. 
You saw all the front pages and the, and the national stories. You know, how dare the most powerful mayor on the globe start talking about God? Mm. Because I don't care what anyone say, it's time to pray. It's time to pray. It's time to pray. It's time to pray. So pray then, man. What happened? <laughs> That's all my time, folks. It's time to pray. It's time to pray. We need to pray. We need to pray. We got to pray. We got to pray. All right, Joe. That's my time. I'll see y'all later. So then go ahead and pray. That's when he. That's when he drops the mic. Yeah. Mic drop. Exit he, left. He does the Dave Chappelle. <laughs> drops the mic and leaves. And leave. He gets us all fired up that it's time to pray. What? Pray that we don't get annihilated in this city? Hey. But I wonder if the hand of God is truly on Eric Adams. And this is an Esther 4 and 14th moment. God made me for such a time like this. God took the most perfectly imperfect person and brought him to a level of being the most powerful mayor in the, in the city of New York. Now you see, he's kicking that Esther again. I told you about Esther, man. You you can stay in Esther. You you know you 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 can like kind of like like get the people going because nobody really <laughs> nobody really deals with Esther. Yeah, it was a good tactic. Yeah, nobody really knows what Esther is. No, nobody knows what he he got him. He got you for a loop there. So all of a sudden, even pastors are like saying, "Man, what's the brother talking about, Esther? They Esther. never taught me yeah. in the theological seminary." I mean, they teach you, but they teach you fast. They, they, you, you stick on the, on the certain areas that you, that you really like work on. You mm, know, mm. you, you kind of glaze through Esther in like a couple of days. Well, I want to hear more recantations of this born again mayor of Oz, Eric Adams. Pastor, you're right. No matter what they say, it's time to pray. What's up with all this praying? Oh, that's alluding to praying. <laughs> I haven't heard a prayer yet. Pastor, you're right. No matter what they say, it's time to pray. Mm. Amen. It's time to pray. We got to pray. We need to pray. We ought to pray. But we, but we ain't praying. What's up with that, man? This guy's crazy, man. <laughs> I got to tell you, he is wigging out. He's bugging out. But then again, how would I know? I'm not a man of the spirit. I'm not a man of the cloth. I'm not. I don't have religiosity in me. He seems to be in the grip because he's perfectly imperfect. I know whose voice I hear. I know my role. This is our moment. It's a moment where those who are in jail can say, my mayor was in jail. Mm. It's a moment when those who are living on the verge of homelessness say, my mayor lived on the verge of homelessness. Yes, yes, yes. Those who sit in school because they have learning disabilities, my mayor has a learning disability. I am the perfectly imperfect child of God that shows the power of God. That's deep. That's deep, man. That's very deep. That's real deep. God only brings him good news. <laughs> that's deep, man. That's a God. God only brings him good news. 
You gonna be mayor? You gonna be president? Go ahead, go ahead, and play the lotto. Take that envelope. Go to the club. I want you to. <laughs> God don't bring him no bad news. No, it's all sunshine. It's never all no sunshine. clouds over no, his head. No clouds. No rain. No curses. No nope. frogs. Nope. Nothing. Sunshiny, sort of like Gene Kelly. His gold. His, Put on a happy face. Here's some gold. Here's some silver. <laughs> here's, here's a car. Here's the mayorship. Here's, here's the president. Here's everything. You get everything. Because he is perfectly imperfect. Never heard one bad thing from God. He's perfectly imperfect. What the hell does that mean? But anyway... You know who the evil ones are out there trying to rain on May Adams' parade of spirituality? It's the evil media. Don't tell me that when you took prayer out of school, guns came in. Don't tell me that I have to remove my feeling of God. And you saw what happened. You saw all the front pages in the, in the national stories. You know, how dare the most powerful mayor on the globe start talking about God? Because I don't care what anyone say, it's time to pray. Mm. It's mm. time to pray. Mm. It's time to pray. And then he said something that made a lot of sense. How people, when he talks like that, thinks he's bugging out, he's whacked, and that he's on medication. And I would go around the city, Pastor, and I would tell everybody I'm going to be mad January 1st, 2022. People used to think I was on medication. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you, Avery? This man, 20 years ago, came up to you and on the corner said, I'm going to be mayor on January 1st, 2022. I don't know. I, I saw it in the movie Back to the Future, and, and it wasn't funny then. And it's not, it wouldn't have been funny if he would have told me. Remember Back to the Future? Mayor. I like the sound of that. Mayor. Michael J. Fox went back in the past and told me, hey, you're going to be mayor. Mayor. Remember, he was mopping up the diner. So, yeah, I don't know. I, would have, I might have believed him. So, you've been touched with the spirituality. That's what it is. You see, you have a pipeline to your pastor that has given you that sense of who you are and spiritually where you need to be. But we heathens, we who have disconnected Broadway Billy. We can't understand nor fathom what that crazy guy Eric Adams is saying, right? It's really what it comes down to. But maybe we can get some help. Maybe there are people out there. Well, let's, there's a very good friend of Eric Adams. I call him an Eric Adams Republican. He, he has defended this mayor. On each and every issue, it is Congressman Peter King. Let's hear what Pong Congressman Peter King had to say when he heard that God had spoken to Eric Adams 30 years ago and said, 
and he would be mayor on January 1st, 2022. I know that uh, you sent me some messages over the last couple of months. You knew my relationship with Eric Adams, which is not as good as it used to be, to be completely honest. But I know you guys have also forged a friendship of sorts. When he said on Sunday on Father's Day that God told him he'd be mayor, friend or not, did you think he was crazy? Yes. <laughs> I'm yes, I did. I really did. Now, it's not appropriate that a white man would judge a black man because a white man does not have that pipeline to the black church. Just ain't there, right, Broadway Billy? And yet, that Eric Adams Republican, Congressman uh, Peter King, thought that his very dear friend, Eric Adams, was crazy when he said that 30 years ago, 30 years ago, God reached out to him. He was in a cold sweat. Immediately he felt that God was speaking truth to power to him. And Eric Adams began speaking in tongues. 30-something years ago, I woke up in my sleep, out of my sleep in a cold sweat. God spoke to my heart and said, you are going to be the mayor January 1st, 2022. And the message was clear. God stated, you cannot be silent. You must tell everyone you know. Because it's a Judges 7, verse 2 through 7 moment. Because when you win the battle, I don't want you to think that you won on your own. And I don't want people to think that you won because of you, who you are. And he goes with that Judges again, 2 to 7. I'm not quite sure what Judges is. I don't ever remember in reading biblically, Judges or Esther, you sure he didn't make this stuff up? Our numbers one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. That's one eight hundred eight four eight W A B C. The same voice that brought me here is going to sustain me here. That is why I am what I am, and I walk in my power. I walk in my glory. So he walks in his power and he walks in his glory. Our numbers one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Ladies and gentlemen, I need help here in clarification. I need folks out there to tell me what this male was talking about. Because to me, he was like talking in tongues. He was guided by the spirit. And he loses control at certain points. He gets into this um, holy roller routine. And people, even his closest, his closest supporters and admirers and those at City Hall feel he's flipping the script until his sister ordained by God, Ingrid P. Lewis Martin, comes. The female Rasputin, his Fengali, and says... It is God's will. It is divinely intended that you lead us at this time in our in our history. 
Yeah, I wish I I could have got a message like that. Instead of Curtis, hang it up. You ain't got a chance. You a white boy. You, you ain't going to win in this city. That's all I'd hear everywhere I went. Why did God turn his back on me? Why did God not give me an opportunity to be mayor? Why did 30 years ago he wake up Eric Adams in a cold sweat and deem that he would be mayor? Not Curtis Slewa. Why did God forsake me and choose the brother over the McWhitey wife? Call upon all of you to look deep into your souls and try to understand this. It's an enigma to me. Curtis? Yes. Deuteronomy 31.6. Be strong. <laughs> And courageous. Courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Or terrified. Or terrified. Because of them. them? For the Lord your oh, God your goes with you. With you. He will never leave you. Never leave you. Or forsake you. Or forsake you. God bless the reading of his word. <laughs> mm. Now, now I, I, I understand it. I think you should have just stepped foot, like at least one foot in a church, Curtis, through that whole, during that whole time. You might have got some scripture, too. I might have. I might have been touched. <laughs> I might have been touched by God, and God might have recognized that I was running, too. God probably didn't even know I was running for mayor. Yeah, step one foot. In. Oh, man, you're running, too. I didn't even see you there. <laughs> one foot in church. That's all it would have took. One foot. Oh, man, there's two people running? That's one foot in. Yeah, let me divide this up. I'm, I'm in favor of one person. That's true. Number good news to Eric. That's <laughs> like he was doing it solo. Yeah, tell him where to run. Tell him lot on number. Tell him everything. You'd have got something. <laughs> mm, Powerball. Something. You'd have got something, man. <sighs> you got to go to him. I was forsaken. I was forsaken. But I will recover. You know, some folks say, you know, you got, like Adam and Eve, you know, you got to take another bite at the apple, Curtis. And remember, it was God that spoke to Adam and Eve, remember? Somehow I don't get the feeling that Eric Adams was an Adam or an Eve, right? Might, maybe both. You never know. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's one eight hundred eight four eight WABC. I need to reflect. I need to read some of the epistles of Matthew and John so that I can have a recantation. No, you still poor, broke, busted, and disgusted because of how you've been honoring me. I'm not worth your McDonald's money. I'm not worth your Red Lobster money. I ain't worth your St. John Nick. Y'all can't afford it no how. I ain't worth y'all Louis Vuitton. I ain't worth your Prada. I'm not worth your Gucci. Mother, ooh, I'm saying this, and I promise you, Deacon, it's not with respect of won't. I'm saying it because I want you to understand just what God is saying. I even found out that Movado, you can buy a Movado watch in Sam's. Yes, you can. 
And y'all know I asked for one last year. Here it is the whole way in August. I still ain't got it. Y'all ain't saying nothing. It's another side of midnight. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC. Here's Curtis Lewa. So good. So good. You cut it off. You truncated it, Broadway Billy. Oh, man. That leaves me foul. That is a great jam. Return to the Mac by Mark Morrison. That is the theme song of Dominic Carter. Too bad we don't have the brother from another planet here to try to interpret the actions of a man he knows well. Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, mayor of the illegal aliens, but a man who claims that he is guided by the hand of God. Let's go to Larry. Uh, hold on and say, let's go to uh, Dave in Pennsylvania. Your turn to be heard here on WABC, Dave. Curtis, if you allow me, I can help you with a few gaps in your understanding. Sure. Now, I talked to you several weeks ago about Bob Dylan, if you'll recall. And where was he getting his information? Where was he getting his spiritual information? In other words, where does Eric Adams get his information? From what God is he listening to? Now, I could enlighten you a little bit about the book of Esther, if you'd like. Would you be interested? Absolutely, because uh, the brother Avery has failed me on this. He says in his church they really don't delve into the book of Esther. Well, I understand your Old Testament, so allow me to uh, help you out. In the book of Esther, there's a king, and the king likes to be entertained by several, a group of women. One of the women that he shows favor toward is named Esther, and she's a Jew. And because of her connection to the king, he spared the Jews at that time. And it was for such as a time as this that she was chosen to be his consort. 
Okay. Okay. Well, you got me about halfway there. Okay. Now, let me let me elaborate further. I'm not a prophet, but I am authorized to say it is written. First of all, it is written that Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. That's the first thing. The second thing would be Old Testament scripture, where Daniel said it is written that God installs kings, God removes kings. And in the book of Job, the Old Testament, it is written where he says, or one of his friends says, I have seen that they that plow iniquity and so wickedness reap the same. In other words, you have to be skeptical about where somebody's getting their information from when they're telling you it's God. Mm. Yeah, this is an Esther 4 and 14 moment. God made me for such a time like this. God took the most perfectly imperfect person and brought him to a level of being the most powerful mayor in the, in the city of New York. You heard, you heard him recite from Esther. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's where he took that part about God that made me for such a time as this. This was Esther to favor the king, so that the Jews would be spared, as I have said. Mm. Mm. So there you go. That's about what I wanted to tell you about. No, I, I promise. I mean, uh, thank you for enlightening us, because the brother Avery was. Well, he had a lapse. I guess he never delved into the book of Esther. But now you've sort of tied all the loose knots together, Dave. Oh, if I might include one more thing. Of course. And and that is this. And you should heed this well. God speaks to me. God talks to me. But he does it in the pages of the book. Mm, I see. So it's not like you hear voices or incantations, it's just the written word that you read, and that's how God translates his feelings to you. Exactly. If you're getting information from somewhere else, you have to be very skeptical about where this is coming from because a lot of people these days, and you can look into this, it's all over the Internet, they're channeling information. I mean, I could give you names, Helen Bovatsky, uh Albert Pike, it just goes on and on, the esoteric manifestations where people claim to be channeling information. So false prophets. Exactly. It's it's satanic. It comes from the dark side. So this concept that Eric Adams has that his sister ordained by God, a woman named Ingrid P. Lewis Martin, a modern-day female Rasputin, a Svengali, might in fact be the devil incarnate? No, I'm not saying that, but I'm, but I'm saying it's possible that someone can be channeling demonic spirits. And mm. one other thing I can tell you, that if somebody is speaking in tongues, if they're speaking in tongues and there's nobody there to interpret the tongues, the tongues have to be interpreted. That means 
It's coming from someplace else. Mm. I mean, what good is it to speak in tongues if nobody knows what you're saying? That's true. That's true. And that's why I thought that Avery would be hip to that. But apparently he hasn't been in church as often as he pretends to be. Well, I don't I don't do much church either, but um, I do stay close to the book. Oh, understood. I totally understand that. I know whose voice I hear. Amen. I know my role. Oh, yes. This is Another Side of Midnight with Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC. Here's Curtis Lewa. Tell the break of dawn. Nobody going to sleep. The spirit, the spirit is guiding us. There'll be plenty of time to sleep when you're dead. Let's go to Mickey in Philadelphia. Your turn to be heard here. WABC, Mickey. Thank you. Thank you, Curtis. You got you blew me out of bed with those oh happy days when Jesus bore our sins away. Uh, I, 
I can't love you anymore than I love you. You, you are my brother in Christ. You, what you, and and what you do for the animals every time you, you, when you spoke a tuna, we'll see her. We'll see her again at, at Rainbow Bridge. That I know. Hmm. Uh, I just wanted to say I don't know where Dennis Prager said it, but I'm assuming it's Old Testament that it, it's actually in the scriptures of how how a human being treats animals. And you and Nancy are just amazing. That's all. I wanted to say that, and I and for the first time, I listen to 770 AM all the time. And I and for the first time, I spoke to Rita Cosby a couple of days ago. And please correct me if I'm where I'm going wrong with this, but this is my true feelings. I love Donald J. Trump. I call him Donald the James Bond Trumpster, and I think. And yet I still believe, I still believe in my heart that Ron DeSantis is actually to the right of Donald J. Trump because – and by the way, Don, everybody knows it. Don, Donald Trump is still the president. We were we, – our, our election was stolen from us. They hijacked this election, these Democrats. But anyway, uh, I said to Rita, I said – I really believe that, that because he didn't shut the state down, and 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 Donald with a with a big heart that he has, he says such a great heart. And he doesn't. He's a businessman, right? He and he listened to that Fauci and sh- that he shut down the entire country. So it's like you know. On the weekend, take a journey with the people's mayor. Curtis Lewa is a politician who says don't trust politicians. It's another side of midnight with Curtis Lewa. The iconic, the legendary Curtis Lewa. This city doesn't sleep and neither does Curtis Lewa on another side of midnight. Oh, yeah. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC. Here's Curtis Lewa. She's buying the stairway. 
There's a sign on the wall, but she wants to be sure. Cause you know sometimes words have a songbird who sings sometimes all of our thoughts are
30-something years ago, I woke up in my sleep, out of my sleep in a cold sweat. God spoke to my heart and said, you are going to be the mayor January 1st, 2022. And the message was clear. God stated, you cannot be silent. You must tell everyone you know. Because it's a Judges 7, verse 2 through 7 moment. Because when you win the battle, I don't want you to think that you won on your own. And I don't want people to think that you won because of you who you are. Mm. And then uh, Avery, our phone screener and nighttime producer and Broadway Bill Lee. Then uh, Mayor Eric Adams really started wigging out on that stage at the Lennox Black Baptist Church in Flatbush last Sunday. He started talking about Roots, Kunta Kinte, and Toby. You remember you remember the, the series Roots? You remember that Broadway Billy? Right, right, very popular. Millions, millions watch. You remember that, Avery? You remember, okay. So I want you to hear the mayor talking about Kunte Kinte and Toby. People can say what they want. There are those in society that still long to see me stop saying Kute Kente and they want me to say Toby. And it's uncomfortable for them. So you can whip me as much as you want. But when you take off my shirt, you'll see the scars are already dire. You know, I've gotten beaten enough that I can't be beaten again. I came into government saying Kute Kente. I'm leaving government saying Kute Kente. And if you don't know who he is, go see Roots. He dropped the mic. He dropped the mic like a rapper in an MC battle. Now, that was heavy. I'm going to need some help here, Avery, in interpreting this. In fact, if you can, Broadway Billy, one more time, because he went from God talking to him suddenly announcing that he wasn't going to be no Toby. He came into this world being Kunta Kinte, and he's going to leave this world being Kunta Kinte. People can say what they want. There are those in society that still long to see me stop saying Kunta Kinte, and they want me to say Toby. And it's uncomfortable for them. So you can whip me as much as you want. But when you take off my shirt, you'll see the scars are already dire. You know, I've I've gotten beaten enough that I can't be beaten again. I came into government saying Kute Kente. I'm leaving government saying Kute Kente. And if you don't know who he is, go see Roots. Well, man, I see Avery, uh, cat must got your tongue there. You seem to be a little bit awestruck by that. So I'm going to take you back to that episode in Roots. I think it was the second one. That's where uh, the slave trader confronts him. What's your name? Kunta. What's your name? Say it. Toby. Who are you? Say your name. What's your name? 
Toby. People can say what they want. There are those in society that still long to see me stop saying Kute Kente and they want me to say Toby. And it's uncomfortable for them. So you can whip me as much as you want. But when you take off my shirt, you'll see the scars are already done. <laughs> you know, I I've gotten beaten enough that I can't be beaten again. I came into government saying Kute Kente. I'm leaving government saying Kute Kente. And if you don't know who he is, go see Roots. They just dropped that mic. Like Dave Chappelle at a comedy act. Listen. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, I need some deciphering here. I need to try to figure this out. Look, I'm not black. I happen to be a McWhitey Whitey. Yeah, where was that? that where, where was what? Where was he talking? Like, who was he addressing? Uh, actually, it was at a press conference at an educational seminar. Wow. He, he basically said he had enough of the press, that they were treating him like Kunte Kinte. Yeah, you break out the coup de Kente card. <laughs> Something must have went wrong. Something must have went really wrong. But I got, I got I to prey upon our audience to see what their interpretation of that is. Because, I mean, a lot of people would think he was just out of his mind. He was crazy. Yeah. He, I, I got to hear the whole thing for context. But I, some just <laughs> What tell, do you mean for context? Some just tell me that some, they asked him a question or something that he didn't have an answer, and he, and he broke out the Kunta card. <laughs> Kunta card. <laughs> you slap that card on the table, you can exit whatever you want. <laughs> so, I mean, that's a black thing. You you can only do that if you're a black man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that ain't nothing in a, like a, a, a Frank Morano, the Mama Luke, he ain't going to pull out a Kunte card, right? Well, well he might. He, 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 think, he think he's black. <laughs> Because, because of that, because of somehow, because of his head texture, he thinks he's black. But anyway, our number is one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. That's one eight hundred eight four eight WABC. And then he continued on. What do they think they can do to me? You try to beat me with your news articles? I got the scars already. You try to beat me with your commentary? I got the scars already. You can't do anything to me. Man, he is wigging. I mean, if he weren't the mayor, right? You'd summon the paddy wagon. You know, they're coming to take me away. My God. It's not like he in church. No. That's not in church? No, that was not in church. Then who's saying yeah, yeah in the background? Well, (laughs) who the hell, man? (laughs) What do they think they can do to me? You try to beat me with your news articles? I got the scars already. You try to so beat that? me with your commentary? <laughs> who's that in the background? You got to be in church. You got to be in church. So that's reminding you when you go to church, right? Well, he has to be in church there. He's, he's in City Hall. <laughs> <laughs> he's at the governor's mansion. Oh, my God. Yeah, I got to be in church. And then... He starts talking about Denzel, Denzel Washington in the movie Glory. I mean, he's into this whipping thing. I remember this movie called Glory with Denzel Washington. Denzel ran off the fort to go spend some time before going to war with the woman of his dreams. And when he came back, that's not even what happened. His punishment was to be whipped. 
And they took off his shirt See, come before on, they whipped man. him. And they looked at his back and he had a bunch of scars on there. And he told them, what could you do to me? I've been beat already. What's up yeah, with this know. whipping stuff, man? I don't know what movie he's talking about. None of that ever happens. Hold on a second. Didn't you ever see Glory? I saw Glory. Do you remember Denzel gets brought back? But Denzel ran off because he didn't have shoes. He, he he wanted to get some shoes to fight in. It was nothing about a woman of his dreams or nothing. Oh, wait, hold on. He, so he, made, he made that up. You're contradicting the mayor. He made that up, man. Now, now, hold on. Can I hear that again? Come on, Broadway Billy. Now we've got a contentious situation. Two black men, like two black scorpions in a brandy glass, ready to go at it. So this is Eric Adams' interpretation of Denzel Washington in glory. This unknown source, I'm a black man, that's the mayor. But my story has been interpreted by people that don't look like me. We got to be honest about that. Man, you got the wrong one. You're not bringing your A game here, Broadway Billy. He's like all nervous and stuff. Got to go with 12. Got to go with 12. For glory with Denzel Washington. Denzel ran off the fort to go spend some time before going to war with the woman of his dreams. And when he came back, they decided his punishment was to be whipped. And they took off his shirt before they whipped him. And they looked at his back and he had a bunch of scars on there. And he told them, what could you do to me? I've been beat already. So you're claiming that is not in the movie. Yeah, I'm surprised you don't have this clip. There's nobody in this building that would have saw Glory. That's <laughs> <laughs> all white people. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. <laughs> nobody, nobody in here that would know that Eric. Gale, that's why. He, that's why he told him. That's why he told that. He, he, there's nobody. The people who he's talking to, but nobody's gonna check him. Nobody knows. <laughs> so wait, now you're saying that Denzel Washington, who is part of the regiment, the Black Regiment, yeah. Uh, did the bird because he was looking for shoes? Yeah, they 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 didn't have shoes, and and they were they were the black regiment, and they withheld shoes from him for a long time. Then Matthew Broderick, the the you know the captain, found out and got him some shoes, but that was after Denzel got caught and punished for deserting, and that was the whipping scene. Ah, so it had nothing to do with the lady of his dreams. No, nah, it was no lady of his dreams. So why do you think the brother would say that? I don't know, Adams man, you can't do that. He, he, you rolled the dice and it came up craps. You, <laughs> you caught you caught somebody black who saw who saw glory. It was a good it was a good gamble, man. Adams. It was a real good gamble. Well, let's find out. We got to find out who's right and who's wrong here. You're very uh, pig-headed about this. You're not getting me on a movie. It, it, I, I, I'm telling you, I, I know I'm. All right, right so you're pig-headed on this, but Eric Adams is probably just as pig-headed. He probably thinks his interpretation is the right interpretation. Our numbers one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Who's right? Eric Adams' interpretation of Denzel Washington in Glory. I remember this movie called Glory with Denzel Washington. Denzel ran off the fort to go spend some time before going to war with the woman of his dreams. And when he came back, they decided his punishment was to be whipped. And they took off his shirt before they whipped him. And they looked at his back, and he had a bunch of scars on there. And he told them, what could you do to me? I've been beat already. That's Dirty Pool, man, Adams, man. You can't touch Glory like that. He got, he got, he got an Oscar for that. 
You can't do that, man. You can't touch. And that's his most iconic scene. You can't do that. Well, Biden does it right. Yeah, there was no love stories in glory. By the way, he's the Biden of Brooklyn. You you know that. Eric Adams says he's the Biden of Brooklyn. You, you pulled that out of thin air, man. Come on, bro. You can't do that. And nobody called him out on that. Nope. He hit me for the woman of his dreams. Come on, man. Wow. It was about it was about shoes. So he did a Joe Biden on that. Yeah. Ooh. He he pulled that one clean out of thin air. It does sound better. And nobody challenged him on that. Yeah, yeah I mean it sounds a little no, actually no, the shoes thing sounds better. It would it would have fit his narrative even better if he would have told the truth. I think he might have just forgot and just threw that in there. I'll give him the benefit of that. He forgot. And just didn't say that. To why make you it sound give, good. Why are you giving him the benefit of the doubt? I don't know, cause no black man, no no adult black man would besmirch Glory like that. There's a few movies you don't touch if you're a black man. <laughs> Glory's one of them. Well, let me find out from our audience. There got to be some black people out there <laughs> who listen to WABC always broadcasting Caucasian. Our numbers one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. That's one eight hundred eight four eight WABC. But you see, the brother, Mayor Eric Adams, says he's always getting criticized by people who just don't look like him. This unknown source, I'm a black man, that's the mayor. But my story has been interpreted by people that don't look like me. We got to be honest about that. How many blacks are in the editorial boards? How many blacks are determined how these stories are being written? And everything's coming down to black, 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 black. What the hell happened to this guy? He goes to fundraisers out in the Hamptons. It's like almost all white people. He takes their money, you know, puts that, that those checks in the bank on Monday. I don't. Let's go to Tom in Connecticut. I'm befuddled here. Your turn to be heard here on WABC, Tommy. Hey, Curtis, just wanted to let you know in the movie Glory, Denzel Washington was going to get some cornbread. He wasn't going to get shoes. Now now, now we got a third interpretation. That's the truth. Eric Adams says he was going for a shot of leg. Uh, Avery says a pair of shoes. And Tom in Connecticut says cornbread. Check it out. You'll see I'm right. No, Keith, no, 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 no. Cornbread was going to be, he was going there for shoes. The lady said she might give him collard greens and cornbread when he was trying to get the other guy to go with him. He wasn't going for cornbread. He was going for shoes. Uh, I think you're wrong, but. They were in the tent talking. He tried to get, he tried to yeah. get um uh, Andre Brower to go with him. Want to go with me, get some shoes, maybe have some cornbread, maybe some, some collard greens. And the guy told him no. Yeah, so I think it's a combination of both, actually. Man, they were feeding them there. He was going there for shoes. Nah, notice, 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 Tom, how hostile Avery's getting over this scene. He sounds like Eric Andrew, Eric Adams a little bit over Yeah, there. he does, man. <laughs> Control yourself, Avery. He left, he, he left the camp. He left the camp and threatened getting getting charged with treason and whipped over cornbread. No, he whipped when he got, he got whipped when they caught him. No, 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 but no, no, I'm saying though, to the, the if you leave camp and get caught, that's the penalty for it. Yeah, so you yeah, telling yeah, well, me he risked that for cornbread? Yeah. What kind of cornbread is this? 
He was trying to get the other guy with the glasses to go with him. Yeah, for shoes. The guy who was the, 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 guy who was the Oreo guy. All right, and then and, and then what? What did Morgan Freeman tell uh, Matthew Broderick when um, when they were walking through camp? He told, yeah, he told him, him. He, he told him the reason why he went. Shoes, Captain. The men just want to fight. They don't have shoes. And then he went in the tent, and he, and they saw his feet all bloody. Yeah, they saw the shoes were all ripped. The feet were all ripped up. Yeah, I feet, remember that part. I think it was a combination of both. Now it's a con. Now it's a combination. He went for shoes, man. The cornbread and the collard greens was going to be like a bonus for going. Wow, boy, he won't give up on that, man, Tom. Yeah, he won't give up on that. Out. I think we got to check it out, man. He's like a he's like a dog with a bone. He's not yeah. going to let go of that. Yeah, and he wanted Snowflake to go with him. Yep, yep, Snowflake. Yeah, yeah, he tried to get Snowflake and Andre Brower. Yeah, yeah no, no, that was Snowflake. The and yeah. the, the and the guy with the gun, the guy who shot good with the rifle. Well, was it the guy who the guy who started? You talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I think I think it, it might both be right. See, that might both oh. be right. Oh man, this is like our numbers confrontation. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Was it cornbread and collard greens, or was it shoes? One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. I remember this movie called Glory with Denzel Washington. Denzel ran off the fort to go spend some time before going to war with the woman of his dreams. And when he came back, they decided his punishment was to be whipped. And they took off his shirt before they whipped him. And they looked at his back and he had a bunch of scars on there. And he told them, what could you do to me? I've been beat already. It's another side of midnight. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC. Here's Curtis Lewa. Nika so Mama ku mama sama ku mama ku sama mama 
Till the break of dawn, nobody's going to sleep. Washington in glory did continues right here in WABC. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Let's go to Billy in New Jersey. Your turn to be heard here on WABC, Billy. Curtis, good morning. Uh, no disrespect, Curtis, but I've seen the movie Glory about 10 times. His feet were a mess. He needed shoes, but he was going to get biscuits and gravy, Curtis. Biscuits and gravy. You look it up, no doubt about it. Biscuits and gravy. All right, so, Billy, uh, you're going on record as saying biscuits and gravy. The previous caller said cornbread and collard greens. And uh, our uh, nighttime producer, Avery, is sticking with the fact that it's shoes. Nope. No, no trim, biscuits and gravy, Curtis. Wow, man! Okay, Curtis, one other, one other thing, can I, Curtis? Sure, I know Billy. you don't like personal accolades, but Curtis, I gotta commend you the way you handled yourself with the Gaudis. That's all. Thank you. Good night. Do appreciate that, Billy. Do appreciate that. No, uh, no thanks to uh, Frank the Mamaluke Marano. That's for sure when it comes to the Gaudis. Now, how can three different people watch the same movie, Denzel Washington in Glory? No, make that four. There's four. Well, let's go back to what Eric Adams had to say about Denzel Washington. He wants to fight. Ow. The boy was off trying to find himself some shoes, Colonel. He wants to fight. Foul. Nah, I, I, I don't buy that. I remember this movie called Glory with Denzel Washington. Denzel ran off the fort to go spend some time before going to war with the woman of his dreams. And when he came back, they decided his punishment was to be whipped. And they took off his shirt before they whipped him. And they looked at his back and he had a bunch of scars on there. And he told them, what could you do to me? I've been beat already. Hmm. So let's let's see. We got we got Eric Adams saying that he was going over the hill to get some trim. We got Avery saying he was going over the hill to get some shoes. We got that one caller said he was going over the hill to get uh, collard greens and cornbread. And we got the other guy who said he was going over the hill. Uh, I forget what it was now. Uh, but it was not no cornbread. So how do you how do you jive with all of that, Avery, that four different interpretations of the same movie? How do you jive that? All right. Well, first of all, to me, well, look, I'm not going to. I know I'm right, but. 
Well, 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 how could you be right? You got the mayor saying one thing and two of our callers saying completely different things. I just played you the scene. The boy was off trying to get some shoes. Yeah, but that was Morgan Freeman. That was God. That was God talking <laughs> in there. All right. Well, it Maybe, wasn't about a girl. Wait a second. Maybe that's who was talking to Eric Adams, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. That's right. He was God. <laughs> it definitely wasn't about a girl. So Mayor Adams is eliminated. Mm-hmm. So now it's between me and those other people, cornbread. And what, what, what was the other guy saying? What kind of food uh, there? Corn, cornbread. Biscuits and gravy. Biscuits and gravy. Biscuits and gravy. Now, if you had a choice between cornbread, collard greens, one plate, and biscuits and gravy on the other plate, what would you go for? Uh, Probably the biscuits and gravy. Yeah, yeah, I think so too, man. Biscuits and gravy, no doubt about it. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Mark in Roosevelt. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Mark. Let's see if we get Mark Mark from Roosevelt here. Mark from Roosevelt. Yes, Mark. Curtis, how are you doing? Hey, Curtis, if, if you play that scene, go back about maybe a minute, and you'll find out. He was in the tent. He said to the guy, that woman down there in the next farm over is giving out biscuits and gravy. She wasn't going for shoes. They didn't have, well, why would she go there for shoes? She ain't got no shoes. She had old whatever shoes that he could wear. I don't know what he was. She had old shoes that he could wear. Adams was talking about. But it was biscuits and watch it. Well, you know, Mayor Adams is totally wrong. We we established that. It wasn't no, he, he wasn't yeah. going to see it. That, that wasn't happening. It's, it's about shoes or biscuits and gravy. I'll, be on, I'll tell you, if he was going for that, when he came back, he wouldn't have got whipped. He would have got hung. If you read about 54th Massachusetts and uh, the book uh, Blue Eyed so- uh, Soldier. We're going by the movie. Uh, we're going by the movie now, man. But, yeah, so they whipped okay, him. But you know what? You should be factual. You should know it all. Oh, okay, I look. I agree, but we going by the movie Glory, man. We we're not going by history. You go back one minute, you'll find everything out. It was biscuits and gravy. I'm not going to take up too much of your time. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you, thank you, Mark. So, uh, Mark sticking with biscuits and gravy. The other guy had collard greens and cornbread. You got boots, and Eric Adams got trim. And Morgan Freeman said boots too. In the movie. Hmm. I know, but, but but that's God talking. That ain't Morgan Freeman. That's God. Let me hear that one more time. Hold on a second. I want to hear the mayor talking about it because the mayor is obsessed that this guy was going for a shot of lake. I remember this movie called Glory with Denzel Washington. Denzel ran off the fort to go spend some time before going to war with the woman of his dreams. And when he came back, they decided his punishment was to be whipped. And they took off his shirt before they whipped him. And they looked at his back, and he had a bunch of scars on there. And he told them, what could you do to me? I've been beat already. Mercy, mercy me. Four totally different interpretations of the same movie. I don't think I've ever heard anything like that before. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. It's 
Another Side of Midnight. Now, to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC, here's Curtis Lewa. interpretations of the same movie Denzel Washington in uh, glory let me hear the mayor again because the mayor is the uh, authority here he was on the stage of a black Baptist church the Lennox Road Baptist Church in Flatbush last Sunday and this is what he had to say about Denzel Washington I remember this movie called Glory with Denzel Washington. Denzel ran off the fort to go spend some time before going to war with the woman of his dreams. And when he came back, they decided his punishment was to be whipped. And they took off his shirt before they whipped him. And they looked at his back and he had a bunch of scars on there. And he told them, what could you do to me? I've been beat already. So you're saying that's bogus, huh, Avery? You're saying that's bogus. And then we had another guy said it was for cornbread and collard greens. And another guy said it was for biscuits and gravy. And then Avery is sticking to his uh, story that it was for shoes. Because he had no shoes, nor did the troops in that black regiment. They didn't They didn't fit. He, he was wearing shoes like that were ways too small. Mm, mm, mm. Let's see. Uh, let's go, if we can, to uh, Bill, who's calling all the way from Texas. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Bill. Hey, Curtis. It, it's real simple. Denzel Washington sitting in the tent with the three or four other guys. He's trying to take his shoes off. They're all bloody and messed up. 
So he tells the other guys, he knows a woman that might feed him some, you know, cornbread, collard greens. And he said, I'll get me some shoes. And the uh, other guys won't go with him. So he goes, comes back. After they flog him, he's in a tent getting bandages put on his back from the flogging. And um, uh, Morgan Freeman, who was like the sergeant, told uh, the colonel, hey, he didn't run away. He's not a coward or something like that. He just needed shoes. So the colonel had the medic take the shoes off, and his feet were all torn up and bloody. And the colonel asked Morgan Freeman, how many other guys are like this? He said, most. That's when the colonel got this group of five or six big dudes, and they went over to the supply officer and bum-rushed him and got a whole bunch of shoes. So it was for shoes. Food was kind of ancillary. All right, so, Bill, you uh, concur with Avery. Oh, yeah. It's, it's exactly what happened. Because, like I said, when he's in the tent and the colonel's there with uh, uh, Morgan Freeman, you know the guy from, uh, what's that, what, what is Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Yeah, he's Ma- the colonel. Matthew Broderick. Yeah. Yeah, he's the colonel. And Morgan Freeman, who's kind of the honorary sergeant, says, hey, he didn't run off because he was, uh, you know, a coward. He ran off because he needed shoes. And they pulled his shoes off, and his feet were all bloody and messed up. And so they um, started doctoring on him. And that's when Morgan Freeman said, yeah, just about all everybody has messed up feet like that because they were just old, you know, hobnailed boots or whatever. So that's when uh, Matthew Broderick, gets five or six really big dudes with Morgan Freeman, and they go over and bum rush the supply guy and get, get shoes and socks for everyone. All right, so we go from uh, Texas in this situation to uh, Bill in Chicago. Your turn to be heard here on WABC, Billy. Curtis, you got a lot of people that tell you BS. Avery's 100%. Uh, the colonel is sitting in the tent after they whip. Denzel, he gets up, he walks through the camp, he goes up to Mr. Rollins, who's Morgan, and he says he wants to be able to talk to him about the men. And Mr. Rollins won't even look at him, he's stoic. So the colonel turns away, and then Mr. Rollins says, he went off for shoes, sir. The boy wants to fight. Mm. So Avery's right, like he normally is, and even when he's with uh, with Bill Snurdly in the morning, so you got a lot of people that I think yanking your chain, Curtis. That's all I got to say. Uh, it's quite all right. Quite all right. It seems there's now a tsunami of support for Avery's interpretation. Let's go, if we can, to uh, Jack in Manhattan. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Jack. Hey, Curtis. Avery's 100% right. All he did was... He just used the food as a con to try and get the other guy to go with him. There was never any promise of food. He didn't know there was any food there. He just went there to get shoes. But he was trying to get the other guy to come with him with the ruse of getting food. Wow. So now, and on 
on Adams, I think if he was testifying in uh, in the church there, he might even talk about himself going to Fort Lee to get whipped. <laughs> By his uh, beard there, we haven't seen that uh, that woman in a month of Sunday since he got elected. I, I would tell you I met a shorty there, but I can't say that on TV. Mm. <laughs> mm. Apartment 22H. Uh, that's uh, where his so-called domestic partner lives. But she's only been seen with him publicly twice in two years. Oh, I don't buy that, man. That, that woman's a beard. That woman is a beard. She's as much a beard to Eric Adams as uh, the former Miss America, Bess Meyerson, was to Ed Koch when he was running for mayor. Our number is one 800 Let's go to Mike in Manhattan. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Mike. I think you're all missing the big picture here. Mm. You're, it's like uh, you're not seeing the forest for the trees. Yes, you could say it's the cornbread. It was the biscuits and the gravy. It was the shoes. It was it was the trim. The reality is that Denzel Washington's character was always resentful and chafing under the white command and control of the Union Army. Except for Freeman, all the sergeants were white Irish guys who were yelling at the black guys. uh, Matthew Broderick himself is white. His major is white. And the point is Denzel Washington wanted to be free. He wanted to be independent. He didn't want to have to kowtow. Mm. Remember, he he says to uh, Snowflake, he calls him Snowflake, he says, all you'll ever be is a chimp. Everybody will treat you like a chimp or think it's all you are. Mm. It is. And in the same way, Eric Adams, I feel I don't, Eric Adams, again, is resentful and chafing under the white media, the white power, the white council members. You understand that? He's, he, it, the, the, the biscuits and gravy, the cornbread, the, the shoes, that was only the symptom. The disease was the white man was telling him what to do. That's why he ran away in the first place from when he was a slave. That's why he picked up a gun to fight the white man. See, the reason he left that day was that he was he was resentful. He had enough of the bull, the bull that he was being given right. by the white power system. Mm-hmm. And he was going to show them it wasn't the biscuits. It wasn't the cornbread. It wasn't the shoes. It wasn't the woman. He was, I'm going to show these guys I can do anything I want, and they can't do anything to me because they already whipped my back. And I'll come back and I'll have more whipping. I don't care. But is he always chafed under the white system, whether it was slavery or yeah. the Union Army. Right. And I think Eric Adams is saying the same thing. Mm. That he, you know what I'm saying? That he's a, he, he refuses to kowtow to the white man. Yep. Yep, it seems uh, that your uh, observation, uh, analysis of that is spot on. You definitely got oh, it. There you, go. you got it, Mike. There's no doubt there about you. it. Let's go to Robert in Manhattan. Your turn to be heard here on WABC, Bobby. Yeah, hi, Curtis. Listen, I just wanted to say that the mayor likes to point out that the people that write about him don't look like him. And yet I, a lot of most of the criminals look like him, but he doesn't point that out. That's, and he's that's a, a good point. Isn't that a great point? He never mentions that. Never mentions it. Not only that, black people are only 27% of the city. 
They don't need, so he doesn't even look like me. So I'm represented by someone that doesn't look like me. <laughs> so he's got some nerve. That's all I wanted to say. You got it. Thank you, Robin. All righty. Very all right. good. Let's go to uh, Michael calling from Bay Ridge. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Mike. Hey, this is definitely different from the rest of the conversation, but did you hear about the shooting that happened in Bay Ridge today on 95th and 4th? Yes. In fact, I uh, sent two guardian angels down there after the shooting had uh, completed itself. That was uh, not far from the Verrazano Bridge, uh, about a block from Staples, right? Yeah. Yeah, literally on this side of Staples, but on a couple of uh, stores down. Yeah, it was crazy. I got a notification on my phone from the Citizens app, but I didn't necessarily believe it because you can't believe everything from Citizens app. And then sure enough, about 15 minutes later, I drove by and it was a full-blown crime scene. And then a friend of mine actually went to the scene and actually saw, like, the splatter on the floor and everything. And you know what it is? There's a sneaker store right there. And it brings all the riffraff into the neighborhood. Mm. And... uh it just looks it looks really bad and it looked it was a matter of time before it happened and it's so unfortunate. Broad daylight, four PM. Yep. And uh again, I had two guardian angels at the location from our Bay Ridge patrol. They gave me updates, but you're right, these uh two were shot right outside of the uh, sneaker store. Anyway, up next, oh yeah. We're gonna talk about this weather guy who claims he has can no longer do the weather because he's under attack for being constantly criticized for talking about global warming and climate change. On the weekend, take a journey with the people's mayor. Curtis Lewa is a politician who says don't trust politicians. It's another side of midnight with Curtis Lewa. The iconic, the legendary Curtis Lewa. This city doesn't sleep and neither does Curtis Lewa on another side of midnight. Oh, yeah. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC. Here's Curtis Lewa.
so good to the break of dawn. That's right. Nobody's going to sleep. And in fact, it gives us an opportunity to talk about, of all things, weather forecasters. The guys and gals that we've seen on the boob tubes over the years. And so I want to throw it out there. Uh, Who is your all-time favorite or worst weather forecaster? And it's going to make sense in a second. You just got to let me uh, sort of tie up all the loose knots. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. But a longtime meteorologist is quitting his job at an Iowa TV station and plans to change careers after viewer backlash over what were considered his liberal conspiracy theories that he would project when he would do the weather. It led him to seek treatment for post-traumatic stress disorder. Ha! Post-traumatic stress disorder. His name, Chris Cloninger. And he announced Wednesday that he will depart KCCI-TV in Des Moines in July. The 18-year veteran who joined the CBS affiliate in 2021 told the newspaper he was inundated with harassing emails calling him an idiot for his liberal conspiracy theory on the weather which had him pushing nothing but a Biden hoax. Quote, I wasn't sleeping, Glonginger said. I had bags under my eyes. Some of the commentators asked for his address, while others vowed to give him an Iowan welcome you'll never forget. Another troll angrily urged the weather guy to go east and drown from the ice cap melting. The messages took a toll on Glonginger. Gloninger, who started seeing a therapist and saw treatment for PTSD. When one of the angry messages appeared in his inbox, he rushed home from the hair salon where his wife was waiting alone and suggested to her that they call police. Police in Iowa located a man in the town of Lenox who was found to have been the one who sent the threatening messages. My climate coverage has garnered negative feedback. But last month, I received the first threat followed by a flow of harassing and threatening emails. The guy who uh, started doing it was slapped with a $150 fine, despite the fact that the source of the threatening messages was pinpointed. The weather guy said he had difficulty refocusing on his job. Now, this weather guy had arrived in the Iowa State Capitol after stops at TV stations in Rochester, New York, Albany, New York, Milwaukee, and Boston. Just as he had done at his prior post at NBC10 Boston, he noted how climate change was affecting the local weather in Des Moines, using materials that had been supplied by a George Mason University professor. He said, when I was in Boston, I was preaching to the choir. But Des Moines was like being in the lion's den. The weather forecaster said he had dreamed of becoming a meteorologist since the second grade. Yeah, I'm going to miss it. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Your favorite or least favorite weather guy or weather gal that you've watched over the years. Anyway, let's go to the classic. Lloyd, 
Lindsay Young. Hello! Well, I'll tell you, it's going to be nippy in them Nar Hills tonight. Hello! Atlantic Highlands! <laughs> so you got three there. Then, of course, you had Tex Antoine of Channel 7, Eyewitness News. And now looking at the weather, here's Tex Antoine. Thank you, Mr. Grimsby. The last reading in Central Park was a pleasure after today. Uh, temperature 55 degrees, a little bit of sunshine late in the day, but it shot the temperature up 3 degrees. Humidity 75%. We're drying out now. Barometer 2902. Tap yours and set it now and you'll watch high pressure move in. Southwesterly winds. We're not quite there yet. Still southwest, 12 miles an hour. 355 this afternoon, the high for the day, 56 degrees and 55 now. So that's how well we're doing. 205 this morning, the low for the day, 37. Average for the day, in spite of what it was, 47. That is one degree above normal, 18 more degree days. Hmm. And whatever happened to Tex Antoine, ladies and gentlemen, 1-800-848-9222. And then there was the guy who was rumored to be... uh, the domestic partner of the Italian stallion of the New York Mets at that time, Mike Piazza. I'm talking about Sam Champion. At Newark City Hall Monday, it's ever uh, didn't know the gun was loaded if there was a gun. All right, 66 degrees outside right now. We've got plenty of heat going today. We're starting on the warm side of normal, and we're going to stay above normal all day long. And then tomorrow, we're going to add kind of an oppressive humidity feeling to it. So there's the warm front that's holding back all of that moisture that's back off the west. And we already know what that is. We've been tracking it for more than a week now. So as we watch what's left over of that tropical storm kind of pull into Missouri with some heavy rain today, that's one to three inches of rain. And that gets thrown up along this approaching front. So the winds will drive all the way up toward the Great Lakes. Lake Michigan will probably have um, very strong winds around the area today into tonight, and some heavy rain will get thrown back into Wisconsin, also parts of uh, uh, Minnesota. Hmm. Now, uh, was that rumor true about Sam Champion, or was that just a urban myth that apparently somebody had gone to the door of Sam Champion, and when they knocked on the door to deliver a package, who answered the door? The Italian stallion of the New York Mets at the time, catcher Mike Piazza. The question was, was he pitching or catching? Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. And what was that cut you had played that you cut off? Let me hear that cut again that you had played and you had cut off. At Newark City Hall Monday, it's ever uh, didn't know the gun was loaded if there was a gun. Newark Councilman Anthony Imperiali was involved in the incident. Today he listened as Milton Lewis read a patrolman's report on the loud report. And then he had this comment. After shaking hands with Mr. Imperiali, he gave me a hug and said, I'm a white militant. Then I heard the noise and I saw a gun on the floor. That's all I remember. Well... I don't want to dispute the officer who works in the mayor's office. And uh, I want you to know one thing, that Mrs. West has me reports there was no gun. Well, Mr. Imperiello, let me ask you flatly, did you have a gun with you that day at City Hall? 
Milt, let me tell you flatly and honestly, I do, did not have a gun and I don't carry one to City Hall. Barry Alley is a candidate for mayor of Newark. He told Milt Lewis he has that race locked up. Where the hell did you find that cut? That's two-ton Tony Imperiali of the North Ward Civic Association uh, of the North Ward of Newark. That's like a month of Sundays ago. You know, Branchbrook Park, Forest Hills, Bloomfield Ave. What the hell? He has nothing to do with the weather. Bro, hey, Billy, you just, you just wanted to put a blast from the past in there. Hello! Yeah, I get it. Let's go to Jimmy in Middletown. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Jimmy. Curtis, I, I was a kid, and I still remember Tex Antoine, the, the controversy. He was always half in the bag. He was very opinionated, and uh, the, there was a lot of rapes going on. And he said uh, during his broadcast, he said, uh, with so many rapes, he said, you know what? Just lay back and enjoy it. And that was the last we heard of Tex Antoine. Thank you, Curtis. You're absolutely right, Jimmy. <laughs> Incredible. He <sighs> had... Uh... That statement made, and his eyes were rolling in the back of his head from being half in the bag, but that was it. That was the last time we saw Tex Antoine. Our number's 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Tom in Suffolk. Your turn to be heard here on WABC, Tommy. Let's go to... Yes, Tom. Hey, instead of that, Frank Morano. Very happy to hear you, Curtis. And you just stole my thunder with the last thing with the hello, like Lord Lindsay Young from Channel 9. Hello! But... Oh, he was, he was so good, Lloyd Lindsay Young. Yes, he was. He was a good one. Uh, another good one, little known about on the Weather Channel, was Vivian Brown. Beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. Now, were you uh, were you looking at the beauty or the handsomeness of somebody or the actual information they were conveying to you? Well, it's all part of it, you know, as opposed to like a Bob Harris or an Al Roker. Mm, mm, mm. Right or wrong? No, you're correct, and that's why oftentimes they would pick women with uh, large buxomous uh, mammary glands uh, to do the weather. Yeah. All right, Curtis. Listen, great talking to you. Please keep up the good work. I like ABC when they're always broadcasting, Curtis. Thank you. Thank you, Tommy. Thank you. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. Oh, listen, we have had it all in the tri-state today. Believe it or not, even heavy snow up at Alney, Illinois. Look at this. Oh, oh, my goodness. Four inches at Alney. Bronze and beautiful. Len Wells took this film that... That albino, he did a good job on it, though. You can see the hefty snows just northwest of the Evansville area. St. Louis reported more than five inches of snow. And, of course, uh, the snow line extended uh, just to the north of uh, the Evansville area. And like I said, we've had it all. Freezing drizzle, freezing rain, snow pellets, ice pellets, sleet, regular rain, light snow. A smorgasbord of late winter weather as winter has a last blast. 
here in the Tri-State. Our observers did a fine job again today. 35 degrees at Owensboro, 35 at Henderson, 11 hundredths of an inch at Henderson, Madisonville 39, Morganfield 36 for a high, half an inch of snow at Mount Carmel, uh, Fairfield had a quarter of an inch of snow and two-tenths inch total precip. Hello, Carmi, big 37, Tell City 37, three dozen at Princeton, and 36 at Jasper. Minimal amounts of precipitation in terms of total measurement, but boy, you name it, the Tri-State had it, except for thunderstorms, and I wouldn't rule those out either. Let's check current conditions right now. My mm. That was the great Lloyd Lindsay Young. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Maria in Elmhurst. Your turn to be heard here on WABC, Maria. Hey, Curtis. Um, I would say Stormfield. Stormfield. That's right. And do you remember who his daddy was? Oh, uh, Frankfield. That's right. And why did you like Stormfield? I, I think that he reported the news well, inaccurately, uh, easy to understand. <laughs> and okay, he was kind of cute. Oh, <laughs> uh, the cuteness. So you see there, if it was a cute guy or a cute gal, they would immediately and naturally uh, attract a large audience. Yeah. Hey, Curtis? Yes. I want to thank you for something. I heard you and your guardians well, in my country, Belize, and I want to thank you for being down there and helping out. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Our pleasure. Our pleasure. Uh, it's what we do all over the world. We now have 13, uh, uh, we have groups in 13 countries, Guardian Angels, 130 cities with about 5,000 international mm-hmm. members. So, it's not just local, it's global and international, Maria. Yeah, I, I, I grew up with one of your garden names right across the street from me. Anyway, thanks, Curtis. Oh, thank you. And uh, Belize makes it a lot easier for us uh, when doing patrols because the majority of the population there speaks English. Right attached to Mexico on your way down through uh, uh, Honduras, Guatemala, El Salvador, next stop, Costa Rica, then the Isthmus of Panama, and then you're dealing with the continent of uh, South uh, South America. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Let's go to Eileen in Howard Beach. Your turn to be heard here on WABC, Eileen. Good morning, Curtis. I was ready to say about tech, Antoine. I remember as a child when it happened, when he said it, just lay back and enjoy it. I remember the commentators in the back, there was noise in the back, either groans and a laughter. And we never saw him again, but I enjoyed his artwork as he was telling the weather. And Curtis, please bring up about the New York City retirees. I mean, Sid never mentions it, but maybe you can. Oh, definitely. I, I promise you uh, I will. Our number is 1-800-848-WABC. And does anybody remember Carol Reed, the weather gal who was on WCBS-TV Channel 2 when they had a truncated evening newscast, local newscast, and I believe the uh, anchor was Robert Trout. But I think they only did about uh, 20 minutes of news, sports, and weather. And sports and weather had equal time. That's how popular weather was because people would tune in for the weather. 
to know what it was that they had to wear that day or maybe the next day or the day before what they had to avoid. 1-800-848-9222. And now looking at the weather, here's Tex Antoine. Thank you, Mr. Grimsby. The last reading in Central Park was a pleasure after today. Uh, temperature 55 degrees. A little bit of sunshine late in the day, but it shot the temperature up 3 degrees. Check this out. On the weekend. Info. Take a journey with the people's mayor. Curtis Lewa is a politician who says don't trust politicians. It's another side of midnight with Curtis Lewa. The iconic, the legendary Curtis Lewa. This city doesn't sleep and neither does Curtis Lewa on another side of midnight. Oh, yeah. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC. Here's Curtis Lewa. I have one thing to say. You better work.
I have one thing to say. You better work. To the break of dawn, that's for sure. Nobody's going to sleep. And, you know, this is sort of the song that's synonymous with gay pride, which is uh, taking place this weekend in New York City with the parade on Sunday. But I'm somewhat confused because I remember back in 2021, the uh, sponsoring group, New York City Pride, banned police, gay officers, lesbian officers from marching in the parade in their uniform or from patrolling the area in uniform. De Blasio capitulated. I know if I were mayor, I would say, no, 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 no. You don't determine what the police do. You won't have a license or a permit to parade. There will be police officers assigned to the parade route all along the barricades to make sure everyone is safe and secure. And if uh, police want to march in the parade as part of a gay, lesbian uh, police organization, they'll have the right to do that. Nobody's going to stop them. And uh, when Pride said gay cops weren't welcome, there was a backlash. Then I remember the first year of the Adams administration, he condemned the exclusion of the NYPD cops from the uh, gay pride parade. So I don't know where it stands right now. They didn't have a press conference uh, earlier on Friday to indicate how they were going to handle things. It's a parade that uh, when it crests in terms of the numbers of people along the parade route and the surrounding streets, attracts as much as about 2 million people. It's a a long parade. A lot of people come in for the parade and spend the entire weekend. But I'm not sure what the position is towards the NYPD. And as I said, the NYPD has to be visible in uniform. It can't be this, uh, you, you, you know, you want to be in your uniform, you're a block away. You can patrol there, but not at the parade site unless you're in plain clothes. I hope the police department has not capitulated again on that. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. And this uh, year of gay pride has been pretty much hijacked by transgenders, which is such a small percentage of our overall population and a very small percentile of the total gay and lesbian population. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to uh, Robert, who's calling from Washington Heights. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Bobby. Good morning, Curtis. I hope you are feeling good, or however one says these days. Um, Let me just say, I was going to talk about the good old days of ABC, but I'm going to get something off my chest. Last week or the week before, you asked the question, whose fault is it that we still have the drag queen from Sao Paulo with us? And I have one answer and one answer only. Kevin, no, Charlie McCarthy, the hayseed from Bakersfield, Hmm. who the more I hear he opens his mouth, he reminds me of a combination of Jed Clampett and Jethro Bodine. I would call him Charlie McCarthy, except I don't want to insult Edgar Bergen, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but but it, is, it is Kevin McCarthy, and I'll say this, and I'll, I'm using the words I'm allowed to use. He's kissing all manners of tuchuses, 
if that's the correct plural, including liar Santos, including everybody's favorite sour Georgia peach, Marjorie Taylor Greene, because he needs that very, very, very thin majority. And I agree with you on the one thing that you said. Every Democrat is going to run against every Republican between now and 2024 with the face of the Republican Party. And I know you're a Republican, but you claim to be, and I believe you, I take you at your word, you claim to be an independent Republican, if that's possible. Uh, But although I do know, and I have to, let's be honest about this, WABC, the great WABC that I remember going back 73 years as clearly as if it were yesterday, WABC is really Trump country, Curtis. You can't deny that. This is a station whose purpose is to bring down the current administration. That's fine. That's what we're at. You know, as Mao Zedong said, let 100 schools of thought and 100 flowers bloom. And I understand where you are, and I congratulate you for your excellence on the radio, and you do keep us awake till dawn. I would have called you an hour or two ago, except I was hilariously laughing at your Holy Roller show. <laughs> I well, mean, you, you Aaron, really sound, Curtis, like the, like the 700 Club. Well, I got I, I, I to tell Harry you, Eric, yeah. Eric Adams inspired me now that he's talking about how many conversations <laughs> God has had with him. And, Robert, I feel completely shut out. Here it was. I was a candidate for mayor. And I never got a call. I never had God answer any of my calls. And he never woke me up, maybe because I never go to sleep. Maybe, you see, if I had gone to sleep, he would have woke <laughs> me up. And I'd have been in a cold sweat. And he'd have been telling me, on January 1st of 2020, you're going to be mayor. You know, Curtis, you know, you know, Who's Curtis, I got to I tell you. <laughs> yes, Curtis, he's still there? Yes, yes. Yeah, let me tell you. It, the day you start hearing voices, I, I, I don't know. Then I'm going to get worried because we've already had we had Joan of Arc 500 years ago. She heard the voices and from St. Michael and St. Catherine, and we know what happened there. I'm not sure what would happen if Curtis Sliwa, the great Curtis Sliwa, heard the voices. Oh, oh well, I'm trying to imagine it right now. I know whose voice I hear. I know my role. Mm. Well, let me tell you something, Curtis, just a couple of minutes. Let me walk down memory lane. I remember WABC when I was eight years old, 1951, and the kind of radio shows that that WABC had in the good old – when I say the good old days of radio, Curtis, I'm not putting down talk radio. My very best friend was Barry Farber whom I consider, I'm sorry, I know you think Bob Grant was the greatest. I think it's Barry Farber. Barry was my friend, and I love well, him dearly. Well, I, 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 I actually, uh, I like Barry Gray, Barry Farber, but obviously my my choice yeah, was, was Bob, uh, Grant. Bob okay. Grant. right? Yeah, okay. But, well, that's like saying A-plus and A-plus-plus, okay? We'll just, we'll, we'll just leave it at that. Yes, yes. The point is, uh, but I remember the good old, when I say the good old days of radio, Curtis, I mean when you had dramas on the radio and adventure shows and the golden age of radio where any weeknight you could listen to all kinds of great stuff and on the weekends kids stuff for kids and families and big john and sparky and there's no school today and space patrol and just it just 
there was just something about, oh, and the Don McNeil's Breakfast Club. And uh, now you mentioned Walter Winchell and you mentioned uh, Victor Rizal. Well, one of the people who, to me, was a great reporter was Jack Anderson. Remember Jack Anderson? Oh, sure. Of, uh, I believe it was Watergate fame, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And Jack Anderson was just in that in that same is in that same vein as Walter Winchell, and in that same vein as 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 just any one of those. You want to call it? They used the term. You remember the old term, muckrakers? Yes. And they were the they were the they were the ones that knew as you so as you so love to put it. See, that's what I love about Sliwaisms. You know where all the bodies are buried, right, Curtis? <laughs> and who buried them? <laughs> and who buried them? Right. So listen, Curtis. All I can say is just keep up the good work. Keep everybody awake till dawn. We insomniacs need you. And uh, and besides that. I, I hate to say this, but I think your New York Yankees are slipping a bit, Curtis. <laughs> oh, no, they're horrible. They're horrible because they... And the Mets are even worse, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's that's the curse of George Santos. George Santos... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The drag queen came out early in the year, did a special video customized and claimed to be a Met fan. He had a throwback Mike Piazza jersey on, and he goes, let's go, Mets, let's go, By Mets. The way, by the way, one last thing, Curtis. You have said something which I totally agree with. And one night, with your usual uh, intuitive nature and your ability to look around corners before anybody even knows the corners have been gotten to, you should tell our audience why Steve Cohen should be in jail, with which I agree with you, Curtis. Go, 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 and don't ever stop. We no, love you. No, I won't. It's inside of Trader Information, and Steve Cohen would have been in jail, but his number two guy took the coat of Omerta and would not rat him out. I don't know what kind of deal, if any, they had, but Preet Bahara, who was the U.S. attorney for the Southern District, who had a few notches in his belt at that time, was gunning for Steve Cohen, had him on insider trading, or a number of people who had fingered him for insider trading who had worked with him, but he needed the number two guy to throw Steve Cohen under the bus, and he couldn't get the number two guy to do that. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's one 800 848 W-A-B-C. Hey guys, today is opening day. As a good old Mets fan, I know you guys aren't going to be playing until April 6th back home, but in good old fashion, let's go Mets! This is Another Side of Midnight with Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 W-A-B-C. Here's Curtis Lewa.
incredible number one song in the summer of 1970 by the Kinks, Lola. Talk like a woman or walk like a man or something like that. I remember first hearing the words, I was like, what? And it was the number one song all summer long. That's, what, 50 years, 52, 53 years ago. And it was about what? A transvestite, transgender, transformer, whatever you want to call it. And uh, it was shocking. 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 It was shocking. Now it's not shocking, and yet the transgenders have hijacked the annual gay, lesbian, pride celebration. I don't know what else to call it. But it seems everything that's going into this has to do with uh, Lola's taking over. I mean, men who look like women, women who look like men, or whatever the words in the song of the Kinks are about Lola. And the most unlikely person came along in this entire scenario, and that was Dylan Mulvaney. Dylan Mulvaney has dominated, dominated attention, but I think to the detriment of gays and lesbians who somehow, in some instances, have wanted to attach themselves to transgenders, to me it would be like, well, they're an entity to their own, but they're part of the LGBTQ plus community and the letters just keep getting added on and they get longer and longer and longer. But here was uh, Dylan Mulvaney. And whoever thought that this Instagram influencer who had about 20 million followers would suddenly almost cause single-handedly the implosion of uh, Anheuser-Busch because it's the prime vendor of Bud Light. Hi. Impressive carrying skills, right? I got some Bud Lights for us. So, I kept hearing about this thing called March Madness, and I thought we were all just having a hectic month, but it turns out it has something to do with sports. And I'm not sure exactly which sport, but either way, it's a cause to celebrate. This month, I celebrated my day 365 of womanhood, and Bud Light sent me possibly the best gift ever, a can with my face on it. Check out my Instagram story to see how you can enjoy March Madness with Bud Light and maybe win some money, too. That seemed pretty innocent enough, right? But they had customized a special beer can with the look of Dylan Mulvaney on it. And then slowly but surely, all hell broke loose. That was uh, Kid Rock, took out his AK-47, shot up cases of Bud Light. But still, it was a slow bleed, even with our own uh, fellow host, Bo Snurdly, a.k.a. He didn't run, he didn't hide, he didn't cut and uh, sort of uh, dispatch them away. He embraced them and said, no biggie. And I just, I don't care about this Budweiser stuff. I don't care what beer you drink, beer whatever, drink whatever beer you want to drink. You don't want to drink Bud, don't drink Bud. 
You want to drink it? Drink it. Who cares? Right? But then Dylan Mulvaney had to start talking about her crotch. I was walking around and everyone was staring. And I was like, oh, okay, what's going on? And they were all staring directly at my crotch. And I went, oh, I forgot that my crotch doesn't look like other women's crotches sometimes because mine doesn't look like a little Barbie pocket. That was when problems started to uh, take place. That became unresolvable. A little pouch there for a little Barbie doll who was like a a pop-up doll. Peekaboo, I see you. And oh boy, did it enrage the masses. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. But then a year prior, everybody was saying we had scoured the Internet. We had scoured her social no- networking to make sure that uh, we had somebody who was who they claimed they were and wasn't running some kind of scam. Seemed to pass mustard, right? Seemed to pass mustard. And then all of a sudden, Dylan Mulvaney changed up a bit and said, well, maybe I'm not necessarily like the gay or lesbian that you originally sort of buffaloed me into being. So I recently told my parents that I may be a little bit romantically interested in women. And that was a big shock for them, considering the past 10 years of coming out as gay, then queer, then non-binary, then trans. And I think it was just a bit of a shock. So I tell my dad and he goes, well, I would love to see you get a woman pregnant. And I said, oh, no, no, no. She would be getting me pregnant. And then he said, what, do you have a vagina now? And I said, never say never. And then I tell my mom, and she goes, I would just love to see you own property one day. And in California, that's sort of, you know, a, a parent's dream. It's not having kids or getting married. It's, it's are you able to own a house? Um, wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. God, what a freak. Uh, And then adding insult to injury, she decided to mount a comeback because of all the slings and arrows that were being uh, uh, directed into her attention. Like, Mm -hmm. truly, I was like, oh, God, how do I fix this? Mm -hmm. And now there are hundreds of thousands Mm -hmm. of people Mm -hmm. that do not like me. Mm -hmm. And I still sometimes can't sleep. But Mm -hmm. it, in a weird way has been a blessing to sort of break that people-pleasing mentality Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. I can't. There's no way that I can win those people over. And and I actually, if you'll go back to some of my earlier videos, like I was like pleading with these people Mm -hmm. that, you know, I was anything. I was like, what can I say to show them a different part of myself? What can I do? Hmm. 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 Hmm, I'm trying, what could I do? <laughs> uh, and then she said, oh, my God, couldn't sleep. Couldn't sleep. Like, mm-hmm. truly, I was like, oh, God, how do I fix this? Mm-hmm. And now there are hundreds of. It's day 9610 of being a human. And I'm going to try to leave gender out of this since that's how we found ourselves here. I've been offline for a few weeks, and a lot has been said about me, some of which is so far from my truth that I was like hearing my name, and I didn't even know who they were talking about sometimes. It's a very disassociative feeling. 
And it was so loud that I didn't even feel part of the conversation. So I decided to take the back seat and just let them tucker themselves out. But then I remembered that nearly 13 million people at some point enjoyed me enough to hit the follow button on these apps. And I was like, wait, 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 I wanna talk to those people. So hi, long time no talk, how are you? Um, you might wanna grab a beverage, this is gonna be a longer one. Oh boy, oh boy. And then she started to uh, take off on those that were critical of transgenders. Like the articles written about me using he pronouns and calling me a man over and over again. And I, I feel like that should be illegal. I, I don't know. Illegal? Can I hear that again, please? Illegal? Really, like Dylan Mulvaney? The articles Mulvaney? written about me using he pronouns and calling me a man over and over again. And I, I feel like that should be illegal. I, I don't know. So it should be a crime. You're packing a three-piece set, a knife, a spoon, and a fork, and we don't call you the right pronoun. You want to throw us in jail. And then my colleague, Dominic Carter, who got into a conversation with Nick about use of the men's room. I did a transgender wedding last weekend. Um, I'm in the entertainment business, and I have to tell you something happened at the wedding that was really crazy. I went to the bathroom. I was using the bathroom, and a woman, or at least what I thought was a woman, came in to use the urinal next to me, and I didn't realize that the, the bathroom was a, a, a uh, commingled bathroom, and it totally freaked me out, and I said, oh, my gosh, I'm sorry, and then I realized what was going on. <laughs> this is the world we live in. It's so confusing. And then, you know, I called her, you know, by, I called her her, and she got mad at me. So I, I was so confused. Okay, so you know, so wait, so wait. I hey Nick, I feel your pain. I feel I really yeah. feel your pain. Do we really think that Donnie feels his pain? <laughs> or was he patronizing him? Our number is one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. That's one eight hundred eight four eight WABC. Let's go to Tommy who's calling all the way from California. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Tom. Go Buchanan, go Buchanan, go. Ah, uh, got through, uh, got through Avery. Steve from Manhattan. Wow, he tried so hard and gets so little in return. And gets so little in return. Let's go to Robert in Suffolk. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Rob. Hey, Curtis. Yeah, I think the favorite weatherman was Mr. G. Remember? Right, Mr. G still is a weather guy at Channel 11, WPIX, still. And he does those, he teaches science classes and visits schools. Uh, he's very active and has been very active for decades. Yeah, I think he's the most popular weatherman ever. Could well be. Could well be. I mean, there's a lot of competition in that venue. They all have the, sort of their own little niche their own little nuances, but Mr. G is uh, definitely up there. There's no doubt about it. This is another Side of Midnight with Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC. Here's Curtis Lewa.
Dolly came from Miami, FLA. Hitchhiked away across USA. Plucked her eyebrows on the way, shaved her legs, and then he was a she. She says, Hey, babe, take a walk on the wild side. Said, Hey, honey, take a walk on the wild side. Gave it away. Everybody had to pay and pay. A hustle here and a hustle there. New York City is the place where they said, Hey, babe, take a walk on the wild side. I said, Hey, Joe, take a walk on the wild side. Sugar Pump Fairy came and hit the streets Looking for soul food and a place to eat Went to the Apollo, you should have seen him go, go, go They said, hey sugar, take a walk on the wild side I said, hey babe, take a walk on the wild side All right Just speeding away Thought she was Jim Dean for a day Then I guess she had to crash Valium would have helped that fast I said, hey babe, take a walk on the wild side I said, hey honey, take a walk on the wild side And the colored girls say Do, 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 do So good. So good. Let's go right to the phones. It's Chris and the Catskills. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Chris. Hey, good morning, Curtis. Vanessa Murdoch on Channel 2 Weekend. Jessica Moore, great anchor team, uh, both easy on the eyes, obviously. But Jessica Moore reads the news really well. Hmm. Yeah, they are news readers. Let's be very clear about that. They read from the teleprompter. And so um, oftentimes they're chosen because they are eye candy. Hey, I got an idea, Curtis, how you can uh, how you can become mayor of New York City. Well, uh, roll it out on me. Okay, you're going to have to. It depends on how bad you want it. And it's apropos for the music you've been playing. So you got to change the Democrat before February 14th. And you're going to have to pull a Bruce Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner. Uh, what do you think of Contessa Sliwa? 
Contessa Sliwa. Contessa Sliwa. C.S. I, I like that. Uh, you know, Bruce Jenner, who became Caitlyn Jenner, I actually met here uh, outside of the studios at WABC. I had just left the day before because I had to uh, in order to run for mayor. Uh, the FCC would not permit me to run, uh, you know, to uh, to broadcast while I was running. A conflict of uh, interest, they called it. Uh, and then as I came one last time to WABC, who was standing in the hallway near the elevator banks? Caitlin Jenner, who goes, oh, would you endorse me? Uh, she was running for governor at that time in case there had been a recall effort that was successful against Gruesome Newsome. She would have been one of like 50 people running. She said, would you, would you endorse me and I'll endorse you? I said, certainly. Oh, man, that went up on my social uh, networking uh, platforms. And did I get hit hard for that? Hard, Chris. Hey, you become a Democrat. You could win the primary. You could beat the swagger man in the primary. You definitely beat him in the debate. So ranked choice voting, I'd beat him in the primary. And I'd probably have very little Republican competition. I like this idea. So what's the first name again, Chris? Contessa Sliwa. Contessa Sliwa. Do I have to show a shot of leg? Nah, I mean, who knows? Anything goes nowadays, right? Yeah. I was but- walking around and everyone was staring. And I was like, oh, okay, what's going on? And they were all staring directly at my crotch. And I went, oh, I forgot that my crotch doesn't look like other women's crotches sometimes because mine doesn't look like a little Barbie pocket. Hmm. Very interesting, Chris. Experimentation in politics. 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Let's go to Rick in New Jersey. Your turn to be heard here on WABC, Rick. Yeah, good morning, Chris. Good morning. Yes, Rick. Um, First of all, let me say you looked great on Fox yesterday. Oh, you mean on the uh, Hannity show? Yeah, yeah, you look good. Dude, you look healthier than you did a year ago. I don't know what you changed, but keep doing it. Well, I will tell you this. This is a secret, Rick, that I will share with you. Uh, Men, women, frozen vegetables, non-binary, transgenders, who's ever listening. If you get hit enough times in the face, it moves the collagen around naturally now there may be some there may be some uh, residual effects. You may be a little ubats, uh, a little titched, uh, a little stunad. But hey, you know it keeps it keeps that collagen. You don't have to go all the way out to uh, Montauk there to uh, Gurney's get the mud packs, spend outrageous amounts of money to try to keep your skin uh, sort of like uh, thick uh, to the. Uh, uh, to the actual skeletal figure you have, it's a new a new spin on uh, rearranging your face. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right. Now here here's one of the reasons I call. You you picked up a bad habit. I think you might have picked it up from Frank because I had to call him out on the same thing. You both, I don't, you, you can't help yourself. You both ask a question and give us the phone number, and then you keep answering it yourself to the point where when we get on and you heard people today say. Oh, Curtis, you stole my thunder. Oh, I was going to say text Antoine, but you did. You got to, once you ask the question, let us answer it. That's what you ask us. Call in and let me, 
and then you keep going and going and you hit all that. You know all this stuff. So if why do you ask us, you know, if you're not going to go to Sansa? You, you know what I'm saying? Wow. I never thought wow. of it that way. That makes oh. a lot of sense, Rick. Well, it's the first time in my life, but thank you. Oh, no. I, and I know Frank would never answer, uh, ask, uh, answer your question in that manner. He would probably dis uh, and dismiss you and uh, suck his bottom lip. <laughs> well, it, it got to the point where, like, I kept on having to hang up because, like, well, everything he was gonna, everything I was gonna say, he just hit. Why did he ask just to call in? And now you're starting the same thing. And it's like, oh no, no, we can't have Curtis for once mm-hmm. to that track. Mm-hmm. Brilliant idea. I like that idea immensely. Also, also, you think, you think Avery will ever say good morning back to me? I try to get him to say it every time. You know, I just can't get him to say it. Avery, uh, why do you refuse to say good morning back to Rick from New Jersey? Why is it? Why is it? You're so obstinate. You're so stubborn. You refuse (laughs) to say good morning to Rick. I'm sure his his parents raised him better. Yeah, it's part of your salutation and greetings back to the callers. Yeah, it's just a response. Good morning, good morning. And I also ask for original Rick. He never throws it. Well, you know what it is. Uh, You you, uh, share the same complexion that has no protection like me. You're a McWhitey-Whitey. Oh, yeah, I am. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, no. He saves the salutations and greetings for the brothers and sisters. So you're saying if I called up with a different voice, he would say good morning? Might might be. But he's pretty good at catching things, but it might be. Uh, well, yeah, he's, he, 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 by the way, I'm looking really forward to the, the hour tomorrow. That's a great, I, I look forward to it, 4 o'clock every Saturday morning oh, or Sunday, Sunday morning. Oh, man, you're going to get it. You're yeah, going to get it. It's, I, the, it's the funniest hour in all of radio. No, no, every every's a good guy. You know, I just don't know why he won't say good morning to me. I just don't understand. Come on, Avery, give him a good morning, would you please? Would you make his day, Rick? There, throw me a kiss, Kurt, uh, Avery. Throw me a kiss, man. Come on, come on. <laughs> it's like pulling teeth, like pulling teeth. By the way, I saw Tex Anton once when he was drunk as hell on the on the news, and it's the day my father said, "You're not going to see him much more, Ricky." And I, I was a little kid, you know, he was on there and he was going, well, tomorrow, tomorrow is going to be. And he was so chunky, he was almost staggering. And then he just said, ah, just look out the window tomorrow. You'll know. And they cut him off. And I was like, oh, okay. I mean, he would, he, he would get out. Right? Oh, yeah. His eyes would be rolling in the back of his head. <laughs> that was great TV, though. Yep. Now looking at the weather, here's Tex Yep, yep, yep. There was yeah. no yeah. doubt. When, when TV was unpredictable, you know, you never knew when, when these, these Mama Luke's were going to pull something. That's what I loved about them, you know. Now it's just too professional, you know. Then they don't screw up. Mm, mm. But anyway, thank you for taking the call and and, and let us answer. Once you ask the question, then you got to stop answering. Oh, I know it's going to be hard. I know. I know. I know. I know. know. It's going to be torturous. It's going to be hard, but I need that self-discipline, Merrick. I need it. Yeah. Well, it would be better for us because then we wouldn't have to hang up the phone like, well, I got nothing to talk about. That's true. That's true. Excellent. Excellent idea. 
Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. But I will tell you this. In having gone through the act of listening to Eric Adams, Swagger Man with No Plan, Mayor of the Illegal Aliens, in explaining why he takes the positions that he does, I ended up with vertical. I don't know about you. But this guy turned into a holy roller. The same voice that brought me here is going to sustain me here. That is why I am what I am. And I walk in my power. I walk in my glory. Hmm. And he continued on and on and on to the point where people were beginning to think he's losing it. He's losing it. I would not be the mayor of the city of New York if it wasn't that God saw something in me. I am the most imperfect, most perfectly imperfect human being. I am here not because I'm the smartest, not because I'm the brightest. I'm here because in all my heart, I believe Mm. That is the Esther 4 and 14th moment. God made me for such a time like this. Oh, God. Here we come. Esther 4, 14. Uh, We already went through that. uh, Already went through that with Avery. It was too painful a process. Just didn't fly, that Esther thing. People didn't want to hear that. They really did not want to hear that. But what we must prepare for is Padre Fili Espiritu Santum. We've got to get into the mindset of uh, where true salvation comes from and what could possibly be the uh, answer to so many things that so many people are bringing to our attention on a regular day basis. Not just uh, the time that you eat or the time that you go to work, but the time that that clock is spinning And it's winning against your wishes and your desires. Doesn't have to be that way. But unfortunately for some, it will be that way right now. Oh, wow. This is a moment where leadership matters. Uh, I think the creator knew we were going to have a difficult time. So uh, she made sure I was mayor at this time. Padre Filia Spiritu Santum. He's talking God talk now. Never heard him during the campaign speak that way. It may have cost him quite a few votes. But everywhere he goes now, he makes those references. 30-something years ago, I woke up in my sleep, out of my sleep in a cold sweat. God spoke to my heart and said, you are going to be the mayor January 1st, 2022. And the message was... God stated, you cannot be silent. You must tell everyone you know. Because it's a Judges 7, verse 2 through 7 moment. Because when you win the battle, I don't want you to think that you won on your own. And I don't want people to think that you won because of you, who you are. You got that, Avery? You got that figured out? I have no idea what the hell the guy was talking about, but it sounded good, right? Sounded like a pastor would say that. 
Anyway, he continues. And let me tell you what happened a couple of months ago. The same message I got 30 years ago. A few months ago, I woke up, same, same state. God said, talk about God. And I started to say, don't tell me about separation of church and state. Mm. 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 He was on a holy roller chair. He just kept talking and talking and talking. I know whose voice I hear. I know my role. I wish you would know your role. You might straighten out the city because we're falling into the abyss. The flight is continuing. People are fleeing because of fright. And there's no end in sight. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. And you saw what happened. You saw all the front pages and the, and the national stories. You know, how dare the most powerful mayor on the globe start talking about God. Because I don't care what anyone say. It's time to pray. It's time to pray. It's time to pray. Hallelujah. Let's get down and pray, Avery. Let's get down and pray, Broadway Billy. Padre Fili, Espiritu Santo. Lord, save us. Lord, save us from the man in the $5,000 customized suits who doesn't know how to balance a checkbook, never mind the budget of the city of New York, largest municipality in the nation. Pastor, you're right. No matter what they say, it's time to pray. Hmm. And this is an Esther 4 and 14th moment. God made me for such a time like this. Here we go. God took the most perfectly imperfect person and brought him to a level of being the most powerful mayor in the, in the city of New York. I know whose voice I hear. <laughs> I know my role. Yes. This is our moment. Whose moment? It's a moment where those who are in jail can say, my mayor was in jail. Well, I've been 77 it's a times. When those who are living on the verge of homelessness say, my mayor lived on the verge of homelessness. Those who sit in school mm. because they have learning disabilities, my mayor has a learning disability. I am the perfectly imperfect child of God that shows the power of God. Hmm. Man, it's getting deep. Don't Very... tell me that when you took prayer out of school, guns came in. Yep. Don't tell me that I have to remove my feeling of God. And you saw what happened. You saw all the front pages and the, and the national stories. You know, how dare the most powerful mayor on the globe start talking about God. Because I don't care what anyone say, it's time to pray. It's time to pray. It's time to pray. For all of us, because we're going down with the ship. Oh, we're going down with the ship. It is getting worse and worse out there. What other 
What are the pearls of wisdom? Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, mayor of the illegal aliens, do you have to share with the largest audience in the nation right here at WABC, always broadcasting, Curtis? And I would go around the city, Pastor, and I would tell everybody I'm going to be mayor January 1st, 2022. People used to think I was on medication. You're damn right. You're crazy. Oh, Eric Adams, you need, somebody's got to do an intervention. Somebody's got to do an intervention. Your humongous ego needs to be brought in with a crane and removed with a crane. And this is an Esther 4 and 14th moment. God made me for such a time like this. God took the most perfectly imperfect mm. person mm. and brought him to a level of being the most powerful mayor in the, in the city of New York. Hmm. Right on the cusp. I, 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 I just don't understand Broadway Bill Lee. I tried so hard. I called. I didn't call collect. You know, I, I, I was going to pay for the, the phone call with Verizon. I wasn't trying to pimp off God's style. I, I tried one more. Yesterday, uh, in his drug-induced psychosis, said, that there was a co coordinated effort to relegate him to a one-term mayor. He wouldn't say who it was. It's me, Eric Adams. Every waking moment of my day and my life, I'm working to make sure you're a one-term mayor because you're a crackpot. You're crazy. You're ubats. You're ditch. All the furniture is upstairs and rearranged in the wrong rooms. Kunta Kinte. He came in calling himself Kunta Kinte. And he's going to leave when we hit the break of dawn as Kunta Kinte. Oh. Oh, Eric, Eric, you lost. We can't afford to lose you because you know what? Jumani Williams replaces you, the public advocate. He's all pro-criminal, defunds the police, hates the police, removes the police... It'll be even worse than it is now. Somebody's got to do an intervention. Right now, God is talking to Eric Adams. God seems to be confused. Oh, yes, he is. In talking with Eric Adams. Swagger man with no plan. On the weekend, take a journey with the people's mayor. Curtis Lewa is a politician who says don't trust politicians. It's another side of midnight with Curtis Lewa. The iconic, the legendary Curtis Lewa. This city doesn't sleep, and neither does Curtis Lewa on another side of midnight. Oh, yeah. Now, to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC. Here's Curtis Lewa. Tired. Man, I'm just tired. 
Beginning the entertainment portion as we roll into the weekend here at WABC. It's a mixture of talk, of entertainment, of theater of the mind. Now, I'm not going to be talking about inside what led to the Titan submersible implosion. No, no, no. That's been talked and talked and talked on. And I'm not going to be talking about Hunter Biden. And, you know, WhatsApp and him communicating with the Red Chinese and threatening them. And was his daddy next to him or not next to him? Boy, that's been beaten to death. Uh, We're going to move in a whole different direction. 
In fact, if you notice, it's uh, Bruce Springsteen, who I don't often play. But when you talk about Shamu, El Jefe, Chris Christie. And I need a little bit of my whale sound here. That's for sure, Broadway Bill Lee. Hopefully you brought your A-game here this morning. Because Chris Christie, Shamu, El Jefe has become Orca, the killer whale, when it comes to his political attacks on what he says is the only reason that he's running for president of the United States in an attempt to win the uh, Republican nomination to take on whether Joe Biden, whoever else uh, might emerge amongst the Democrats. His whole intent is he's a hitman. He's a hitman. He's got a vendetta. He's got a blood feud. He says he's got business to settle with Donald Trump. And as you know, when you think of Shamuel Hefe Chris Christie, there were so many opportunities he had himself many, many years ago before Trump rose up on the political scene to captivate the masses. He was Trump before there was Trump. And I'll never forget the pig farmers from Iowa, where there are more pigs than people. They collected their resource. They came to Drumthwacket, which is where the governor's mansion is outside of Princeton, New Jersey. And they sat down with Shamu El Jefe Chris Christie, now Orca the Killer Whale. And they sat down with Mary Pat, his wife, who looks like olive oil. And they made an offer that was too good to refuse. They said, we'd like to bankroll you. And we know that with our efforts, you could win the first of the many primary challenges that await you. But uh, with our help, you'll win the Caucasoid caucuses in Iowa. You won't have to drink ethanol like every other candidate who rolls through the cornfields there. You won't have to take the pledge to ethanol. I know you, Chris Christie, you'll love all the ham products, that's for sure, including the ham hocks, ham sandwiches, cider ham, bacon bits. Uh, when you eventually say, I got to lose some weight, and you order that salad, right, that Caesar salad with bacon bits in it. The point being is they had it laid out for Chris Christie to go on and potentially be the Republican nominee. Before 2016. And he said no. He always had an alternative plan. And even when uh, he was running the same year, 2016, as Donald Trump, he served his purpose as a political hitman. Remember on that stage in Manchester, New Hampshire, when he eviscerated little Marco Rubio. You haven't heard much of Marco since... And then went uh, to nearby Boston Gardens and did the jiggle wiggle out there amongst uh, the groupies uh, and the sycophants, toadies and lackeys of Bruce Springsteen, Stevie Van Zandt, Schmatter Boy, and the E Street Band. And still, after like this being the 138th concert that he attended, Bruce would give him no play. No play, even though he scored a TKO. Against little Marco Rubio. 
That was 2016. And uh, he went on to become one of the first major supporters of Donald Trump's uh, attempt to become the president. There were opportunities to be attorney general, chief of staff, um, leader of the transition team, uh, homeland security czar. He had about four opportunities. But he pretty much X'd himself out simply because, in many instances, Trump did not think that he was right out of central casting. And who knows, at times, they were mixing like ammonia and bleach. Remember, this is the same guy, Shamuel Hefe, Chris Christie, who performed as Hillary Rodham Clinton in preparing Donald Trump for the debates in 2016. He also was uh, Joe Biden, uh, pretending to be Joe Biden in preparing Trump for the debates in 2020, especially, if you remember, the Cleveland debate, where almost everybody in that preparation room who was uh, preparing Donald Trump got COVID-19. Chris Christie got it really bad, so bad that they had to put him on a ventilator and everybody thought he'd be passing on to the hereafter into that uh, whale's graveyard somewhere out in the seven seas. And yet he survived, took a lick in and come back ticking, and probably swore revenge against Donald Trump at that point, got hired by ABC News to do commentary with Twinkle Toes Stephanopoulos on Sunday mornings, and the specificity of his appearances are to just bash Trump, attack Trump. And he does that. And now he's elevated it into the Republican primary. Well, he was uh, at the Faith and Freedom Rally. It's basically a gathering point, a watering hole for conservatives. And boy, the crowd couldn't wait to boo the assassin. A man was designated himself the Terminator in this primary run against the former president, Donald Trump. I'm running. Because he's let us down. He has let us down because he's unwilling. He's unwilling to take responsibility for any of the mistakes that were made, any, uh, any of the faults that he has, and any of the things that he's done. And that is not leadership, everybody. That is a failure of leadership. And I, you can boo all you want. Oh, and they were booing the whale. Orca, the killer whale. Ladies and gentlemen, if you were in that audience of the Faith and Freedom Rally, would you have joined the Boo Masters? Or would you have been applauding him like half the crowd appeared to be doing throughout his speech? Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. And then he went on to rant and rail that people need to take accountability our faith teaches us that people have to take responsibility for what they do people have to stand up and take accountability for what they do well now that's a mental mental poco poco i'd say uh, avery our producer and uh phone screener that's where about half the crowd was giving him props the other Half of the crowd would have lined him up against the wall and shot him. 
Probably would have asked him if he wanted a cigar, cigarette, tipperello, or a sausage and pepper sandwich. Knowing Chris Christie, he would not have taken the cigar, the cigarette, or the tipperello. <laughs> he would have wanted that sausage and pepper sandwich. Remember him on the boardwalk at Seaside Heights, getting those two custards. He was double dipping at that time, and while in the company of state troopers, as he was strolling about eating two, a two-fisted custard uh, cones at the same time, some guy screamed out to him, Hey, don't you think you ought to be eating one custard cone at a time? And he yelled out to him, Punch your schnoz right down your throat. And the Get state off troopers, the beach. And the state troopers had to hold him back. Had to with straight had to restrain him. Our number's one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. That's one eight hundred eight four eight WABC. And then he went on to say You can love Trump, you can kiss his ass all you want. And I will tell you if all you do, all you do is disagree with someone, and in return you get that kind of treatment, I've joined a great list of Americans like Rex Tillerson and Jim Mattis and Mark Esper and Nick Mulvaney and John Kelly and all the rest. And you can love him all you want. But I will tell you, I will tell you that doing those kind of things makes our country smaller. It makes our country smaller, and it makes us lesser. Wow. I'd say it's about, well, what do you think, Broadway Billy? That, that's about half and half. That's about half and half. Whose side would you be on, ladies and gentlemen? one 800 that's one eight hundred eight four eight WABC. And then oh oh that's right. That's right. Got to call in the bells. And then he said that Trump wanted him originally to be his chief of staff back in twenty sixteen. That must not have been easy to get booed, but you probably were not surprised. Look, and half the room was clapping also. Um and so it was a real mixed bag. But look, I knew that's what was gonna happen. Um, when I accepted the invitation. But I'm not changing my message and pandering to anybody. I'm going to tell the truth. The truth matters, Dana. And I'm telling the truth about Donald Trump. And, and I said outside uh, afterwards that, um, you know, either he's a liar or, or, or he's stupid because he said in an interview yesterday that he never trusted me. Uh, well, he offered me White House chief of staff. So either he's a liar that he never trusted me or anybody who would offer White House Chief of Staff to somebody who they don't trust is stupid. Well, that is true. He did offer Shamuel Hefe, Chris Christie, to be the incoming Chief of Staff. And then he decided to go with Rinse Out uh, Priebus, the Badger Boy from Wisconsin, the former RNC head. I don't know. Uh, Chris Christie was always on the cusp of wanting something or getting something. Uh, and always he would be a dollar short a day late, maybe a dozen donuts uh, short. You know, while online at Dunkin' Donuts. Get off the beach. <laughs> Our number is 1-800-848-WABC. But then 
Shabu El Jefe Chris Christie said that Trump, let me see, what are you talking about here? And let us all down. Now, there are, there are a lot of people, a lot of people who wonder, after I was the first candidate to endorse Donald Trump in 2016, the very first, after, after he made me chairman of his transition, after he made me chairman of his opioid and drug abuse commission, after, and this one will keep you up at night, everybody, after I played Hillary Clinton in debate prep, you won't be able to sleep thinking about that one tonight. And after I played Joe Biden in debate prep in 2020, why am I running for president of the United States? I'm running because he's let us down. Has he let us down? Well, he was correct. Shamu El Hefe, Chris Christie, was correct about all the uh, opportunities he was being offered in return for the fact that he was one of the first high-profile endorsements of Donald Trump. And remember, it scored a TKO against little Marco Rubio, really which benefited Trump in that uh, in that debate in uh, Manchester, New Hampshire. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. And then he said, working with Donald Trump is like working with a child. Either Donald Trump, if you believe what he said when they left, that means he didn't pick the very best people and doesn't know how to pick personnel. If you believe what about them, what he said at the beginning, the great stuff, then this guy is the worst manager in the history of the American presidency. Either way, Republicans should listen to what he says. He's a petulant child when someone disagrees with him. A petulant child. I have not heard that term in a month of Sundays. What the hell does petulant child mean? Please, as Ricky Ricardo would say, explain that to me. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. And then Shamu Alefe, Chris Christie, said he has to take on Trump to win this race. You can't be medze, medze, poco, poco. You can't be Mr. Nice Guy. You got to take it right to Trump's jugular. And I wouldn't have gotten into the race unless I had some very significant people. I don't want to do it yet, Becky, because we're going to put out a report um, on June, you know, mid-July for our June 30th report. But I think what you're going to find are a lot of people who were with Donald Trump before are now with us. Some folks who were with other candidates in 2016, like Jeb Bush, like Marco Rubio, are now with us. And I think folks who want someone who's going to take this on directly. We were talking about this before we came on. How do you win this race? It's fantasy to believe you can win this race by not taking on Donald Trump. He's in front. How do you beat someone and not talk about them? I look at the other candidates in this race. They, they they're treat, trying to keep the 30, well, the 30%. They're never getting the 30. Joe, if, if, if you like Coke and new Coke comes out, why are you buying new Coke? You say, I like Coke. It's right over here. I've been drinking it forever. I'm going to keep drinking it. For a minute, I thought you were talking about Hunter. I didn't know where you were going with that. We can get into that later. <laughs> but here's the thing. You, you, you have to be able to differentiate yourself. Seventy percent of the Republican primary electorate say either I will never vote for Trump or I'm, I'm considering voting well, for someone else. Yeah. How about we focus on the 70 instead of the 30, Jim? Focus on the 70, he said, not the 30 hardcore supporters. But I'm still uh, not quite understanding that Donald Trump is a petulant child.
Obviously, I know what child means. Many people think that I myself uh, act in a very childlike manner. But probably, Billy, uh, this term petulant, petulant. No savvy, no obli. No obli, this word. What the hell does petulant mean? Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. And then finally, Shabuel Hefe, Chris Christie. As he swims up and down the Jersey Shore from Wildwood to Point Pleasant. Says he's on a mission. He's Orca the Killer Whale because he is clearly the alternative to a Republican candidate named Donald Trump. If you do well in this state, what's the pathway after New Hampshire? Where else do you campaign? South Carolina, which has basically become a, uh, a satellite of New Jersey and uh, the New Jersey, New York metropolitan area in the low country in particular. Um, we have lots of friendships and relationships in Nevada, and we'll spend time there as well. Uh, and then we'll move on to Super Tuesday after that, Paul. So I am going to be the alternative to Donald Trump. I'm going to be the person that people look at and say he's the only one drawing a distinction between himself and Donald Trump. I'm going to be the alternative to Donald Trump, and when I am, I'm going to beat him. He says he's going the whole nine yards. Chabu El Jefe, Chris Christie. And, oh, he's cruising up and down that Jersey Shore. He's looking, looking for the SS Donald Trump. He wants to launch a suicide attack. He cares not that it might impale his own presidential prospects. But he has one mission and one mission alone. And that is to take out Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. This is a blood feud. This is a vendetta. This is like an honor killing uh, that would be committed by Albanians or Sicilianos. His honor has been insulted. His honor has been questioned. Now, now is the time for Chris Christie to let the whole world know that he's not just wallowing around in the ocean. Oh, no. He intends to force himself upon this nation of ours. In primary debate after primary debate, he will have eyes only for Donald Trump. He won't question DeSantis. He won't question Haley. He won't question any other Republican, of which there are now many. His sole focus will be the annihilation, the political destruction of his former, very dear friend, Donald J. Trump. 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Let's go to Tim in Queens. Your turn to be heard here on WABC, Tim. 
Hey, what's up, my man, Curtis? I love your show. Listen, I, I got two words for you. Dump Trump. Trump is a piece of garbage. I used to support the man, all right? I used to wear the red hat, but eventually I got tired of his shtick. I got tired of his nonsense, and I came to my senses. There's a lot of other great people running, and I think Christie's right to go after him. Let's dump Trump. He's a piece of garbage. Hmm. Let's keep a scorecard here, Broadway Billy. We have one uh, for Chabu. I'll have a Chris Christie. The orca, the killer whale in this political season. Tim says one for Chris Christie. Let's go to Vic in New Jersey. You're trying to be heard here at WABC, Vic. What's up, Curtis? How you doing, buddy? Mm. So we have Chris Christie wants to know why we are concentrating on the 70 percent, because there's a Republican primary and nobody can beat Donald Trump because his base is huge in the Republican Party. And not one of those other losers has any shot. Guys, let's pick one of these other guys. These other guys can't win. They're George Bush people. Chris Christie couldn't get elected dog catcher in a state that he won 70% of the vote in. He couldn't get elected dog catcher here now. Okay? Donald Trump, his policies are the policies that this country needs to get back on track. Chris Christie has no shot to win. Why would anybody support him? That's why you look at the 30%, because those are the people that are going to elect him president. He will be president again. Thank you, Curtis. Thank you, Vic. That not sit up one 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 eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. It's another side of midnight. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of seventy seven WABC. Here's Curtis Lewa. Your love is fading. I feel it fading. Uh, your love is fading. I feel it fading. Uh, your love is fading. Woman, I feel it fading. Uh, woman, woman, you touch. Your touch has gone cold Just someone else Controls your very soul I fooled myself Long as I can Can feel the presence Of another man It's not when you speak my name It's just not the same Ooh, babe I'm losing you
so good. So good. That might as well be the anthem. Hoshamu! El Jefe! Chris Christie. Now has been relegated to uh, killer whale status, Orca the killer whale. As he says, his only reason for being in this Republican presidential primary cycle is to take out Donald Trump. He is the political assassin. And he expects to have that opportunity on the stage, which he will terminate the Donald. Let's go to Bobby in Jersey City. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Bobby. Good morning, Curtis. Hey, Curtis, he's not a killer whale. He's a blue whale. That's the largest, fattest thing on earth. But I'll tell you, Curtis was so refreshing to see him boo today. He's such an arrogant, arrogant man. You know, Curtis, from retired fireman, when he ran for governor, he lied to our union to have, him, to have us back him. And then he stabbed us in the back. How could we forget Bridgegate? He had a woman take the rap for him. I know she got exonerated, but he was letting let, let a woman go to jail with kids. For something he, he, he started. You know, Curtis, and I'm with Vic. We need Trump. We need to, Trump policies to get us back on track, Curtis. The country's going down the drain with the Biden crime family at the helm. Have a good night, Bert. Thank you, Curtis. Uh, that makes it two to one. Donald Trump ahead of Shamu El Hefe. Chris Christie. Let's go to William in Manhattan. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, William. Yes, Mr. Sleemeister, I want to say thank you. You're the greatest of all time. I mean, if Eric Adams supposed to be Jesus Christ, you would have to be Nostradamus. All right. You, you, put, you put the cameras on me. I give you much respect. I'll see you on some other time beyond the fractal order. But I'm going to tell you one thing. I gave the turkey to my mother, and my stepfather said, you ever hop over my gate again, I'm going to shoot you in the behind. He's 82nd Airborne. But something about you, you should have won that election. You already put the cameras on me. You know who I am. My mouth is shut, Charlie Chaplin. Hmm. The greatest of all time, I would say. Yes, Penn Station, perhaps, you know. Uh, yes, I know the big, big bosses in the game, but something about your character. Man, that was heavy, man. That cat was heavy. We'll be talking about Swagger Man with No Plan, Eric Adams, up next. We're going to need the help of Avery, preacher man here, because, you know, Eric, Eric's eric got that pipeline to God, man. God talked to him four times and cited scripture and passage. Are you ready, Pastor Avery, to uh, enlighten us in the next hour with a little biblical recantations so that we can know what the hell the mayor's talking about? I hope you've studied up. Let's go, if we can, to Jose, calling from Rockland County. Your turn to be heard here, WABC, Jose. Good evening, sir, and it's a pleasure speaking with you. been a big fan for a very long time. Um, I'm going to side with Mr. Trump on this. When you look at 
every single thing that Shamu has done when he was governor of the state of New Jersey, and, and you know whether you're talking about uh, how he handled the, uh, the the finances of the state, how he handled the public relations of the state, and of course the GW debacle, and how he has always been a hitman for the um, for the political right, the elite of the right. Okay, he's always gone against anybody who made sense. And he's always gone against, always gone against anybody who stood against the elite. Chris Christie is a fat, uh, fat, fat man who has nothing going for him other than that he's all bluster, and they all know he's blustered. It was Jose from Rockland County. That's three one. Three for Trump, one for Shabu El Jefe. Chris Christie was patrolling up and down, up and down the Jersey Shore. He's all good, the killer whale now. You know how a killer whale operates? It, it moves up and down, and then it... Sees the shark. It takes the liver right out of the shark. And extinguishes the shark. <sighs> Let's go to Robert in Pearl River. Your turn to be heard here on WABC, Bobby. Yeah, hi, Curtis. How are you doing tonight? Um, you know, Chris Christie, right? he's one of the nastiest guys in politics. He's a very mean guy. And he mentioned, he made a statement a while ago. He said, what Trump is, uh, every time he talks, he's filled with hot air. I mean, if he's filled with hot air, Trump, I mean, uh, Christie could be a spokesperson, spokesperson for McDonald's. I mean, I, I don't understand why he's so mean. And it, he has no charisma. His chances of running, I mean, winning anything is very slim, you know. Don't you agree? Slim to none, some would say, but he has no intention of winning, Robert. He has only one intention. It's like when you go into the ring and you say, my job is not to survive 12 rounds. My job is not to score a TKO. My job is to do a Tyson on him, and if necessary, bite his freaking ear off like he did Holyfield. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. Savagery of revenge. This is what I love because this is what I believe in. Blood feuds, vendettas, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Albanian rules, Siciliano, the Druze, honor killings, death before dishonor. This is another side of midnight with Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC. Here's Curtis Lewa. Get off the beach.
the break of dawn. Nobody's going to sleep. Oh, no. Don't nod off. Don't try to catch some disease. Don't cheat on me. You got to stay wide awake and bushy-tailed because we're going to take you through a number of verbal twists and turns. It's going to challenge your thinking process. There's only, only dawn that we seek. And that's close to five hours away. So don't think you're going to be slipping in a Samanex land. You will stay awake with me. I dried your tears of pain a million times to you. I'd sell my soul. Till the break of dawn. No cheating on me. Yeah. 
so good. So good. That turbocharges me. I'm ready to take you on that ride. Back to back, belly to belly. First Saturday morning at 6. And then so nice, the suits let me do it twice. Sunday morning to 6. There's no slacking, no dead beans tolerated. It's full throttle, full speed ahead. Talking Hunter Biden, not a chance. She don't like she won't sit and beg. Rumor and when she sees me too What set you free? I brought you to me, babe. What set you free? We go. It's Rob in Oceanside. Your turn to be heard here on WABC, Rob. Hey, Curtis. You know, you and Rudy are always talking about um, Italian loyalty. And, you know, you look at the Lincoln Project, which is behind Shamu, and those are Republicans that hate Trump, and you got Anthony Scatamucci on there who loved Trump one day and hated him the next. And he's partnered up with George Conway, who was married to Kellyanne Conway, who helped Trump get elected. I never understood that marriage. But the person who called up and said, oh, Trump's now a piece of garbage, I voted for him, and now he's a piece of garbage, that's not a real Trump supporter. No Trump supporter would ever call him a piece of garbage because he followed through on every promise he made on the campaign. He was more conservative than anybody ever thought he would be, and that was the argument during the primary was that Ted Cruz was a real conservative and Trump wasn't. And Trump turned out to be much more conservative than people ever imagined. That's it. Thank you very much. Well, almost a shutout for Trump. You had one naysayer who was hanging his hat with Shabu. El Jefe Chris Christie. Our first caller. And then every caller subsequent to that was totally immersed into Trump. But now in the next hour, I'm going to call upon Avery, our pastor man, to give us some scripture, some biblical passages to help his fellow brother. Because Eric Adams is battling the devil. God is talking to him like Jesus in the desert. 
Remember when the devil tried to lure him? And then God spoke to Jesus. And so don't succumb to that temptation. Now swagger man with no plan. It's in that same situation because God has now spoken to him a fourth time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.